Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God, and our religion? Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So, my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly that before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a raven of the sea, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took juice, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So, my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. America, we were living in the east, by the Nile River, we were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality, we were silk and rope, it was a gold, we were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told, now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door So my friend, it's easy to tell White man heaven, black man hell When the white man came to America He told the Indian I am your white brother He said, red man I'll treat you the best Yet until you push the Indian Further west 
With his white woman and fire water Tricks and lies he stole America The original owner of this nation Is cooped up on a reservation So my friend it's easy to tell White man heaven, black man hell Someone to work the land, his back was too weak. He needed you, black man, so he commissioned Sir John Hawkins to commit the worst, most grievous sin, to take a man who's born to be free and bring him down to slavery. Sell a man as merchandise on his body, put a price. Oh, my friend, it's easy to sell. White man heaven is a black man hell. Welcome, family. Welcome, family. I don't know if Dr. Ade is having some technical difficulties. She has the link. I just called her. She didn't pick up. So let's just play a little music until she comes on in because, you know, sometimes these things are not always easy. Welcome, Master Glam. Thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure. Let me just play a little song, and I'm going to try to reach out to her again. So if you're hearing this on the replay, that's what it is. I just got some phone with her before. I set the link up, but now I don't hear from her. So let's hope everything is well. And um, I'm just going to continue to play music until she comes in. Take it away, take it away, feeling too good to me. Chilling all day, all in your space is where I wanna be. Here in this room, what did you do? I just can't get enough. Too caught up in your love. I've been trying to forget, but you won't let me. Something in my brain won't you. I've been taking from myself. Let me 
tonight, not that day. Oh, it's been a busy day. <laughs> Another busy day. <laughs> Another busy day, huh? That's because you're much needed in the world. If you had no value to the world, you'd have all the hours to yourself with nothing to do. Think of it that way. You know what is happening? What has been happening with me? For the past month, all of a sudden, and it's probably due to your featuring me on your show, all of a <laughs> sudden people woke up and really saw me. Isn't that something? So I, I've had two calls now saying, 
<laughs> Doc, you know, you hit us like a whirlwind when you came here from Africa in 2013. And, you know, I don't think we took you seriously. Generally, that's the way both phone calls went. Mm-hmm. Well, see, 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 they know what you bring, but they didn't think it would get out the way it did. It's been out there. You've been doing this for years, but on a social media level, it's something magical when a person sees someone on social media that they know is great and has information that is life-changing. And so this is how it works. It's almost like you are new now. You know, when there's that young lady or young man that we went to school with, and by, by no means am I saying you're the ugly duckling because you're very beautiful, but when that person who elected all of a sudden graduates and you see them two or three years from now and they're drop-dead gorgeous and everybody wants the attention of them and you're like, wow, you're so beautiful, but they were the ones making fun deep down, you see? So... You're, I'm not uh, referring to your physical features because you're very beautiful. You know, there are women who are half your age who would love to look as good as you do. But the thing is, is that now it's a fear of, oh, my God, this is going to spread like wildfire. Like, so let's let's jump on the bandwagon and let's just say, wow, you know, she has this great information and, and, and we, we don't want to miss the boat now. They know that you are not necessarily – the next big thing you've always been. And and now that you're going to get the acknowledgement, the cat's out the bag. Now everybody is going to want to be down with you. This is, this is how it works on social media. And so they see how much of a wealth of information you have not behind you because it's continually upgraded, but you've been doing this for so long that now that this is broken, and you're on social media, and they know that people are going to see you. They're going to want to talk to you. They're going to want you to speak. They're going to want you to come on their shows that you won't be able to be contained. But what happened when they knew of you and know of you and stayed quiet? You see what I mean, where I'm getting at with this? Why didn't they beat the drums on the greatness you possess from when they first tasted your flavor of what you do and your commitment. Why? See, this is, what, this is what I don't dig about black people sometimes. They will know what you do, and they'll, they'll hate to share a link because if, if I share this link, it's going to get out, out there, and, and, and she's going to get famous. She's going to be well-known, and I can't have that. But when they see it going out there beyond them, now they want to come around and jump on the bandwagon. But you, you see know? the problem... The problem with that is, you talked about upgrades, right? Every day, mm -hmm. I'm researching. Every day, practically every day, certainly every two or three days, I'm learning something new that adds on to what I already know and what I already talked about. But you see, their problem is this now. Now, when they contact me, they want a deeper understanding, and they want me to teach them all over again something that I taught them five, <laughs> three, five, 
years ago, and I'm not going back there. No, they need to do it themselves. And the thing is, it's just like there's students who who fall asleep in class, don't pay attention, don't take the work serious, and now it's time for the surprise test, and they're not equipped. And here they are coming in an hour earlier trying to, oh, 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 Dr. Day, could you help me? No, there was something you were supposed to do. And they dismissed it whichever way, whether they said it wasn't valid or, or, you know, we don't want this to get out. They didn't want to give you your acknowledgement for the work that you've done. They didn't take me seriously. Well, fooey on them. Sorry. And what people don't understand is this. Those of us who like ourselves, right? They don't realize that the universe expects for us to be developing all the time like everybody else. And we don't have time to waste. And we don't have time to wait for somebody else to suddenly wake up and clear the sand from their eyes and, you know, the stuff from the sides of their mouths and say, oh, wait, what did you say three years ago, five years ago? And those are the kinds of calls I get. And they think they're going to keep me on the phone two and three hours. No. That's why I started cutting these videos. Go to my videos. If you want to go back there, get it from the videos. I don't have exactly. time. I'm, I'm busy evolving intellectually and spiritually myself. And I don't have time to wait for anybody. And I keep telling folks, when you look at me, think of the farmer in that parable in the Bible, right? It talks about how the farmer goes out to sow his or her field, right? Mm -hmm. And the farmer just throws seeds this way and that way. And the seeds themselves have to determine whether they are in rich soil, poor soil, thin soil, sandy soil, rocky soil. The seeds, wherever the seeds fall, that's where people are. And they have to determine whether or not they are going to let those seeds germinate. And you see, I've often given people paperwork video links and you have no idea when I started doing this by myself at my age right I was lugging around heavy equipment overhead projector projector screen then food because I always see people so then I've got, gone out shopping <laughs> <laughs> and then I prepared refreshments and everything. And then I have to drag all that stuff in, and I'm by myself. And then I sit down and give them the paperwork in a script so that they can follow what I'm saying. And they can take it home. And 10 years from that day, they can follow it. And they will call me five years later, well, where's your paperwork? 
and they, they fall silent on the phone. So, sorry, but I'm moving forward. That's right. Because if they had kept up with what I was doing, right, they would be abreast of where I am. That's right. So now they have to do a lot of work on their own. Oh, well, it didn't have to be that way. It does. And I have a couple people around me who even say, uh, because I, I keep telling people, and they don't know what I mean when I say it, I'm not going to be here always. And there are any two or three ways you can translate that, right? And I have a couple of people around me saying, no, you can't go anywhere because we need you right here. Why? <laughs> because you are immersed in that, that Patrix. You don't want to give it up. <laughs> and I'm supposed to hang around and convince you and change you. Heck with that. No, that's that's not me. I'm not the one to be sitting around mothering you. Right. And maybe you decide to, you know, get out of the box. And maybe you don't. So I'm moving forward. Indeed. That's right. Are we on? Are you recording? This is live. You got 38 people listening to you. We've had him say hello. I have to be careful. <laughs> because I just started talking. <laughs> and then I realized that might be recording. <laughs> no, but this is live. This is better than a recording. See, the recording was to get you it. used to in the beginning, but now we're going live. We've been live from when you first came on. Okay. Okay. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, beloved, wherever you are in the world. Y'all are my peoples. Yes, indeed. My children. <laughs> my children, <laughs> my brothers and my children. Children. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, Lance, I sent you a packet. Yes. All right. How are you going to handle that packet? Okay, we have the illustrations, and we have the um, presentation have already on the screen that I have to um, share. Let me see here now. Okay, but now. I sent you something else also. Remember well, in the last show, we talked about my preparing a packet of paperwork. Yeah. So I sent you those separate in illustrations, but I also sent you a packet of that paperwork that people can call in, uh, ask for, and receive by email. Right. I got everything on the screen. I just have to figure out right now. It's telling me that it's – let me just change up something here. I think it's going to – it's got to be this, Right. That's you the packet. Okay, yeah. I can scroll through these, you know, if you wanted to go through them, or I can go through the no, other. No, that's, that's for 
people who want, that's for people who want the whole copy. Right. The copy of all the images that we're discussing this evening. And I thought if they have that in their hands, then what this represents, yes, what this represents is a set of analytical tools. You understand? Yes. I'm just scrolling What you down. are scrolling through now mm-hmm. is a just set get... of analytical tools. I have more illustrations than these. But in today's lecture, and from now on, when I, when I put these together for your show, I wasn't thinking about doing it this way. But we can actually have a teach-in. Exactly. Because as I discuss, then they have the paperwork in their hands, and they can look at it, and we're discussing some kind of, of, of issue, and they can say, oh, Doc, they can chime in exactly. and say, oh, yes, Doc, that, that relates to Caucasian culture and those five features, doesn't it? See what I mean? Yes. So these are tools for analysis that people can use in their everyday lives to educate themselves. Am I coming through clearly? Loud and clear. Okay. Now, I also sent you the frames separately that you can put up on the screen. Right, right. I have them here. But what you just scrolled through is for our viewers. So how are we going to get this packet of information to them? Well, I could I could forward it in the email. I could yes. I could snatch each illustration and put it up on the website. And they can just have the one link and go there and see it right there one one time. Either way, what you prefer. Um, it well, all depends. It's not, it's not my preference. What would be the most convenient for our listening or viewing audience? Okay, well, most people are using their phones these days. So I would suggest using oh. putting it up on a page. I'll prepare a page on my website um, not to not – to, push the website, but it would be easier because you can hit one link. When you open it up, you can scroll up and down. If we forward it by email, they're going to have to go into the whole PDF thing, and that may not work depending on what type of phone oh, service they yeah. have. We can still, if they prefer to forward on, we can do both. If they prefer to go to a link and or, or both, have it emailed to them directly. So what they can do, they can email me directly at lance at lancecurve.com if they want the page that they can go to where they can see everything that way they can have it on their phone or on the go and or forward the whole thing so they can download it on their computer you see what i mean why don't we ask them 
Right. We're going to the chat room right now, see who prefers what. Yes. Okay, so here we are. We're in the chat room. We just give them a few seconds. Which do you prefer, those who are in the chat room? Do you prefer to have it forwarded to you via email, or would you like to have a page that you can go to to click on it one time and just have it all right there, or both, whichever, whichever way? For this, for this particular show, if they want it right away. They can um, give me the address and I could send it to them, you know, directly because a page I would still have to create. So they can have it forwarded to them from my email. Just send me an email and I'll just forward it to them. You see what I mean? Yes. But they may not want to put their email publicly. You can if you want to, if you're watching well, that's, the show. That's right. That's right. Right. But right. how about the website? If you put it on the website right now? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to take a second because I have to download everything. And then it, it's, I'll have it maybe like in about 30 minutes. While we do the show, I can transfer everything. The page, to make the page is easy. But I have to make sure that everything is on that page. And I can have it maybe 20 or 30 minutes because let me see how many, how many um, illustrations are here. Let me see. Hold on. Easy, it's not hard, but I just have to make sure everything is going to go right. It's um okay. I know that you have been very busy. You have your <laughs> own. Yeah, you're. I know I'm, that you are busy. It's only ten illustrations. It's only ten um that I can take and snatch down for the site. So we can do it that way, and I can have the page maybe like about fifteen minutes set up if you want. Both of us. Let's just check the chat room. Okay. Download. Master Glam said, I can do PDF. Apple phones can open PDF files. Okay. You can do it that way, too. And, you know, I'm not that great at all these different platforms. Well, you know, as much as social media... As much as I'm a social media guy, trust me, I'm, I'm still learning a lot of things too. So, <laughs> trust me. Yeah. So, so far, but you know, I'll offer it both ways. We we can forward it, and then we can still have a page, so they can choose. Okay. Because they might have difficulty one way or the other. So, while while you're speaking, giving your lecture. Yes, just, I can get started. Yeah, I can um, I can just start working on these right now and have it before the show's over. Have everything ready on the page. So I can start talking, huh? Yeah. What would you like for me to have on the screen at first? Um, I'm not there. Going there first. Okay. Well, we'll just let you on the screen. I'll let you know. Okay. All right. I'm here. Okay. So, what do I have here? Okay, I watched this video. And there are lots of these videos, right? About how them folks are so desperate right now. I don't know how you can be this desperate and this arrogant at the same time. They know that they are becoming extinct, right? So now I picked up on this 
video where researchers say that they are close to reversing age. They want to live until they are more than 100 years old. So they have different laboratories, different scientists in different laboratories working on this thing. And when I looked at this particular website, not website, this particular video, in a few hours they had, this is in small print, so I'm struggling, right? <clears throat> Even with the glasses. They had 1,425,453 views in about an hour. So you know these people are triggered. They are afraid. Militarily, things are not working out for them the way they wanted to. Black folks in Africa are jumping off the chain. The ones in America are not cooperating with these voting, you know, registration pushes. It's just not going the way they want it to go. And besides that, with this one world government, and, and all, they're not going to be alive to do ish. So they're <laughs> between a rock and a hard place, just striking out, trying to do this and do that. And none of it makes sense, not to us anyway. So the questions we have that need to be analyzed. The questions are these. Oh, and by the way, on that email that I sent you, the one with the subject revised image and narrative packet, it gives the link. Can you put that link up for people? Okay, let me let me um find it. I have on glasses and I still need a magnifying glass. <laughs> I've got to get some something done about these cataracts. <laughs> <laughs> the insurance company keeps raising the borderline, right? <laughs> so oh, you've wow. got to be blinder, bl more blind than a bat before they will pay for it. <laughs> so they told me, I'm right at the border. But the problem is they keep raising the border so that they don't have to pay for it. <laughs> for these people, everything is about money. So do you see that link? Okay, let me see. I, I have it open now. And let me see if I can click it. Okay, yeah, no, I see it. Would it drop it into the room? Yes. Okay. Yes. Let me drop. Yeah. And give me a minute. Okay. Oh boy. 
That's much better. I'm using one of these magnifying sheets. I picked okay. it up for a dollar at the dollar store. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> well, the other side of town, you'd be paying fifteen ninety nine. <laughs> uh, it helps. Okay, and the title of that video is "Researchers Say." they are close to reversing aging. So it's about genetic engineering. And uh, how does this read? Researchers at Harvard University are investigating whether human genes could reverse the effects of aging. And this was aired by NBC. Uh, and this fellow, he's a medical fellow. Who is paying for this? Okay. This guy is a fellow at um, Harvard University. What that means is uh, he is a student, a graduate student, who ha who has all his uh, tuition, books, everything paid for him. I was a fellow at Ohio State, so I, they thought I was worth it. <laughs> They're sorry now. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, wow. It's payback time. I changed okay. around. Payback. Oh, yeah. Ohio State racist to the bone. Okay, researchers at Harvard University are investigating whether human genes could reverse the effects of aging. And this is aired by NBC. Medical fellow, Dr. Akshay Seal, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. His first name sounds like he's from, from India. But he got exclusive access to their lab at Harvard University to discuss the future of how to defy aging. Okay, so these are the questions. And you didn't have time to send it out to anyone or anything. But we can do that at another time. We can have a teach-in. So once people get that packet in their hands, then we can have a teach-in. Where I'm not the one that's talking, we're going to open the show to our viewers. 
after they watch the video, then we can discuss. And they will then learn how to use these charts and illustrations and everything as analytical tools. These are intellectual weapons. And the more you discuss them, the more you use them, you are educating yourselves. This is what I want to do. I want to put the information in your hands so that you can develop yourselves. You can sit at home and teach your children, especially your teenagers. Because from the age of five, all this rubbish has been pounded into their heads. So let me go on. And please, those of you who are already in the chat room, let me know how you feel. What are you thinking about this approach? Is it good? Is it not? Is it useful or not? Let me know. Because I'm working in your behalf. But if you don't want it, there is no point in my doing this. Okay. So the questions that we can start asking are these. All right. You want to live longer. Why? What do you want to do at age 80, 90, 100? You may be older, but at the same time, you can still have heart attacks. You can still have strokes. You can still have liver disease and all kinds of things. So you may be alive, but you may be sitting around drooling and pissing and pooping on yourself. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> I'll be utilizing this mute button. <laughs> okay. So let me put a pause in that for just a minute. Why do they want to be around at that age? Look, look at Biden. He's a walking zombie. He can hardly keep his eyes open. Look at, what's, what's that, the speaker? N not the speaker. Da -da. You know who I'm talking about, the one that they call Turtle. <laughs> oh. Is speaking. <laughs> He's at the podium speaking. And he goes blank. All that. he can do is just stand there. He's in la-la land. Go on. I saw that. But he refuses to resign. Now, what good is he? <laughs> Biden is, is falling down falling and lying up. that he tripped over something. Nothing was on the floor in front of him. He just fell. But they want to be around and didn't control. You see... This is what happens 
with people, this is normal. With people who have a material world view. Just to physically be here. Polluting the air with, you know, all these farts and everything that they're giving off every five minutes. Fouling the air. I'm thinking about uh, Trump. A lot of people don't realize it. But Trump was, was missing his pants. And Secret Service men had to clean him up occasionally. Oh, wow. Now, a disgrace during an interview. He had this one woman, a congresswoman, somebody was sitting next to him, and he fired. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Dump. <laughs> And her immediate reaction was, oh, my God. And she had to cover it up, you know, like nothing. <laughs> and just breathe it. Oh, God. But we heard it. We knew what happened. <laughs> he wears a diaper. Mm. And he messes himself up all the time. But they just want to be here in control of what? They can't let go. They can't. And according to their religious beliefs, they're afraid of what's going to happen to them after they leave here physically. Because they're the ones who invented, they invented this concept of hell. There is no hell in African spirituality. There is none. Yes, you have to pay, but it's nothing like some lake of fire and all this crap. There is no Satan. There is no evil deity in African spirituality. There isn't one. In fact, they created it in order to frighten the Native Americans to death, to frighten them into accepting Christianity. So what you are seeing is a group of people getting old, and they're afraid, and they want to hold on to this you know, they want to maintain this grip of power that they have on the entire world. And they can't. And now they have to face their own demons. And they've been lying to themselves and lying to each other in Christianity, saying that the blood of Jesus covers everything. So once they just say to a priest or whatever, I'm sorry. Like some of them are getting, you know, in in front of a microphone now to say, I apologize. Okay, you've apologized. But your ass still has to pay for everything <laughs> that you have done. 
And karma is a bee. It's coming for you. In fact, it's already here. It's already here. Look at the way all their material-ish is floating down the rivers. Or getting burned up and going up in smoke. Everything, everything I, I, I work for is gone. Too bad. And most of what they work for, they stole. And the earth is cleansing itself. So, we can ask, and I'm waiting for commentary from our viewing audience. How do you feel about this? Do you see how I'm putting those two dots? Together, one and one, to make two, as far as the, their material worldview is concerned. What other question? Question right. number two. What will they contribute to benefit humanity if they each lives until they're a hundred years old or more. What are they going to contribute? What are they contributing in their youth? That's where we start. Look at the damage that has been done to the earth, to human beings. They have just killed, wiped out, done genocide over, I'm certain, a billion people on this earth. If you don't know anything about spirituality, especially African spirituality to shed blood that's something big even if it's the blood of an animal they say that African people and we have a spiritual worldview right and they say that Africans are praying to trees and praying to rivers. No. They're looking at something that they don't know what it is that they're looking at. They're just making up some crap. And they have put that belief into their religious, you know, understanding and everything. No. Remember the chart that I gave that says they have a material worldview and it's compartmental. So everything has a different place and a different space. They're separate. Everything is separate. 
But in the African spiritual worldview, everything is one. There is this unity of everything, everything in creation, everything in the universe, in the cosmos, is related to everything else. And God's spirit is at the center of everything. There is nothing in creation in the African spiritual worldview. There is nothing on earth that is without God's spirit, even sand. So when you see someone standing and talking to a tree, the person is not praying. That person is either an artist or especially a drummer. And they want to cut the tree. So they are speaking to the tree. They are speaking to the spirit of the tree. They're not worshiping the tree. That's silly. They're asking the tree for permission to be cut down. And you want to do that because you want the artwork to speak to whoever sees it. It's a spiritual creation. If you're making a drum, you want that drum to resonate properly. So you ask the tree, the spirit in the tree, God's spirit in the tree. Brother, please let me cut you down. This is the reason I want to cut you down. And the tree will answer. Now, I don't know if the tree ever says no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm neither a carver nor a drummer. So I don't know. But that's the process, right? And we are in... Um, well, that's the process within African spirituality. So, what will these people contribute? In African spirituality, you have spirit on one hand, and you have science on the other. Spirit and science go together. If you have elements of spirit, you should be able to prove them with science. So in African spirituality, this is what you can get. If you're a numerologist, numerology is in. 
uh, African spirituality. If you are looking for religion, religion is in African spirituality. If you are a chemist, chemistry is in African spirituality. And on and on. You can go down the list of sciences. And whichever academic specialty you are in, you can find rich material within your particular discipline in African spirituality. Now, if you cannot do that, I don't know what kind of spirituality you have. But when you look at Caucasian religion, they have religion, but we don't see spirituality. They don't have it. They don't even believe in it. Even if they believed in it, they don't have access to it. They don't have access to spirit. How can I say that? Spirituality comes through the pineal gland. That pineal gland sits right in between that a reptilian brain, which is the first brain to develop, it sits between that and the limbic system, which developed out of, I shouldn't say out of, on top of the reptilian brain. Now, when we speak of the reptilian brain, what does that mean? It means that with that brain, that is the first brain that developed in a human being. What was that brain about? Just survival. You kill to eat. That's it. You kill for survival. That's it. There is nothing spiritual about it. Spirituality is impossible. Lizards and other reptiles and turtles and things like that, they don't have access to spiritual consciousness of a human being. The next segment brain segment that developed was the limbic system and that pineal gland is right in the center of the human brain so it is mod how do I say this it moderates that reptilian brain and begins to 
introduce a different kind of consciousness in the limbic system. By the time mammals began to appear on the earth, that's after the Jurassic age, right? By the time mammals began to appear on the earth, you know, the warm-blooded animals, not just the cold-blooded ones. Then these warm-blooded animals have what we call feelings. They care for their offspring. They even care for each other. It is that pineal gland giving or feeding that kind of essence into the limbic system. So that was the second stage in terms of our human brains, the second level of development. And then there was a third development, the neocortex. And that pineal gland has a lot to do with that as well. The neocortex uh, refers to all those fatty-looking folds. Neo means new in French. N-E-O means new. So that neocortex is made up of a bunch of folds, brain material that's just folded in and folded in and folded in. And the more our intellect as well as our spirituality develop, that neocortex continues to grow. Now, I don't know if our skulls have gotten any larger. I don't think so, but I haven't researched it. I also don't know if the pineal has also gotten larger, but it seems as if the development of that pineal gland, it seems as if it was put there and its existence is such that it's planned, no, not planned. How do I put this? It is programmed. It is programmed to operate very far into the future to allow the human brain to catch up to it. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the way this pineal gland is working. Because it was a mil like a million years ahead of its time. And we, our brains... And our consciousness as human beings had to grow into it. So now when you look at these people, they have a pineal gland. But it's calcified. Why is it calcified? 
because African people migrating off the continent and starting that process of populating the entire earth. Can you imagine what that was like, the ordeal? <laughs> when I start talking, my nose starts <laughs> my nose starts itching, so you see me rubbing my nose from time to time. I don't know why. But imagine our people three hundred thousand BC walking across the earth, which is completely undeveloped. Just walking. That's a hell of a long trek. And then you wonder why we have well-developed butts. This is why. Because that the musculature in the derriere, it has to be strong. It has to be well-developed in order to give us erect posture. And if you don't have it, then your group has a natural round-shouldered appearance. They have a natural slump. And Caucasians have a natural slump. Ask some doctors. Just look at them. This is not a secret. Just, you know, when you're out shopping, just... Look at their posture. And then you can understand why it was so important for them to tell us when we were enslaved under them, bow your head. Don't look up. And it disturbs them now. When they... They see us walking upright. And let me tell you, this is an aside. I hope I can get back to my original point. What is it to stand upright? And when I'm, while I'm discussing this, think of your black mamas. Think about your African mothers. When we are acting up as children, what is the first signal our mothers gave us ver non-verbally? The first thing she did was give us the eye. And we know what that look, that, that look means. She gives us the eye. I'm looking at you, and you know you are wrong. Okay, we stop for a little while, and then we go right back to it, right? So the next thing she does is she gives us the finger. The eye wasn't enough for you, so she gives us the finger. Lance, do you know what we're talking about? What I'm talking about? Where did he go? Whatever. 
I'm right here. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, I just stepped into the kitchen real quick. I'm, I'm listening. Oh, I see. You know, no, I know. Trust me. I know that finger. She didn't have to get to the point of the finger. She just had to give me the eye because I know what was coming after the finger. There you go. <laughs> and you see, all our mothers went to the same mama school. I don't care where you find us, find African mothers, whether it's on the continent, in the Caribbean, in America, wherever you find black mothers, they all went to the same mama school. So you get the eye, then you get the finger. And if you go back to that behavior, then what does she do? She straightens up her back. It's on now. What does that mean? That is highly symbolic in African spirituality. When a black mother, an African mother, straightens up her back, it means she is now in alignment with God. The God that is in her, and the one that is above as well, because it's all tied in. She is in alignment now with the God of the universe. And she will put a righteous beating on your behind. So that whole thing of erect posture begins with African mothers. Being in alignment with Almighty God. And see, we have been seeing this thing happen all the time. But we in America lost our understanding. We lost our culture. So we lost our understanding of what that means symbolically and spiritually. Now, where was I? See if I can get back to it. I was talking about what will they contribute to benefit humanity, and then I went into the pineal. Okay. So I was talking about brain development, right? We left Africa. We are the only homo sapiens sapiens, the only doubly wise human beings on earth. The only ones who carry that classification that walk the earth for hundreds of thousands of years. Okay. I had a radio show last Tuesday and I was talking to this very learned minister and pastor. And he couldn't comprehend that besides African human beings, there were these other beings that were, you know, existing along with us. He he couldn't he couldn't grasp it. So I said we learned from each other. 
he was teaching me some things and I appreciate. But then when it got down to this, he couldn't grasp it at all. So he said he has to go and do some research. He had no concept that there were these other beings out here. Now, I don't know where he has been. He's a fully mature man. You can hear that in his voice. He's not a youngster, but he never heard of a Neanderthal. And it's all over the YouTube. <laughs> Ever since that uh, genographic study. And he knew about the genographic study. But he never really read it. He knew the, the name of the lead scientist. But he didn't have a clue as to the genetic information, all that data. And he was very surprised. I don't know why he was that surprised. Well, I surprise a lot of people because, you know, as a black woman, we're not supposed to be doing that kind of intensive research. So I'm not taken seriously for a lot of reasons, for several reasons anyway. Okay? So we are walking our ancestors hundreds of thousands of years ago are walking the earth and coming in contact with these other beings that are called homo sapiens because they are human-like, but not fully human. They don't have that spiritual element that Africans have. And they tell us all the time that their pineal gland is calcified. And see, the pineal gland produces something called melatonin because the melanin, the neuromelanin that is in the human brain goes through that pineal gland. It's amazing to me that as much blood goes through the pineal gland, that tiny little thing, as much blood flows through it as through the kidneys. Amazing. But you see, it's uh, neuromelanin is both a hormone and a chemical. So it's, it's giving us lots of things. But spirituality, that energy, those vibrations, that's what gives us access to the higher realms. And they don't have it. Their pineal glands are not completely blood. If that were true, they couldn't be alive. Because blood needs, some blood needs to go through there. 
but they know that we have something they don't have. And my sister, Dr. Frances Cress Welsing, was correct. They don't hate us because we are black or African. They hate us because they are not African. And for those people of African blood who look like me and most of us, I can't tell you how silly you sound. You really sound foolish. Someone needs to say that to you. And see, I, if you get upset, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell you the truth. You sound like fools and you look like fools. When you go around saying, I ain't no African. <laughs> that means you're not That's a so funny. <laughs> Allow me to interject because you know we're broadcasting across uh, Twitch, Twitter, Rumble, two Facebook pages, two YouTube pages. And after the show is over, it's going to go on a gazillion podcast platforms. Excuse me, but... I was in mid-bite of this brown rice that I'm eating when I looked over at the Rumble page and I see a comment that I think would be very interesting for you to address that they just made 15 minutes ago according to what you said and they got pissed. Maybe you're still here, Mojave357. And this comment came in about 15 minutes ago and I'm going to read it exactly as it is. And if anyone wants to see it, it can go over to Rumble, Lance Curve, because it's broadcasting live there. And you know Rumble has a heavy, heavy Caucasian uh, uh, listenership, right? But here it I've goes. Never, I've never gone on Rumble. I, I got okay. you. you. Well, you, you've never gone on there, but you're on there <laughs> live, right? <laughs> and you've been on there. <laughs> so listen, I'm going to read this. <laughs> And I want you to respond, not to take you off of your, 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 your mental flow, but here it is. If white people are so terrible, if our countries are so terrible, if our spirituality is so lacking, why do hordes of Africans come here? We don't invite them, but they come illegally into our country. They bring oh, nothing well. in exchange to provide everything for them. Our border is being invaded by Africans, Middle Easterners, and Hispanics from all over the world. Why? If their countries are so much better, why do we have the invasion at our border? Caucasian culture is just fine without Africans, Muslims, or anyone else. We do not need Africans. We do not need South and Central Americans. We do not need Muslims. Since you think we are unspiritual, don't live around us. It is that simple. Stay in your own countries. Let me just say what happens to five seven being broadcast. I'm here as the host. I'm in Ghana, Accra, Ghana, and I, I was so happy to leave. So don't count me in that. Okay. Should I answer? <laughs> Should, since of course. We are watching. Let me answer. Number one. We were on the continent of Africa 
when you brought your sorry asses over there. We were not looking for you. We had everything we needed. Preach. Our horses, the horses of some of our leaders were dressed up better than some of your kings. Some of them didn't even have good shoes. You came looking for us. And you took over through your violence and your inhumanity. Let me give you the five features of your sorry culture. Racism. Sexism. What is the... <laughs> Racism, sexism. Those two are enough. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are enough. Imperialism, <laughs> hegemony, and violence. You didn't have anything. In the African-American vernacular, we say, you didn't have nothing. You know, like the cereal, nothing, honey. <laughs> you brought us here. Did we ask to come? Hell no. And you worked us for hundreds of years. For free. Doing things that you don't even know how to do. You never knew how to do. You didn't even come on the human scene until about 10 or 11,000 years ago. We taught you to stand up on two legs. That's why you're behind is flat. Woo. We have to teach you to cook food because you had gone through a thousand years or more of ice age and there was nothing to burn. So what are you talking about? You are so ignorant in your arrogance, you, you fools. Why do you come over here after you broke all of our countries, created all these separate countries so that you could control them, and then you had colonial, you know, the colonial system, and then the neo-colonial system that still exists now. That's why we're having all these coups. Because the young people today, oh, they are not playing with your asses. The Kino Fasson. is up. Well, why do they come here? Because they are still suffering from neocolonialism in their own countries. Why do they come here? You wouldn't have a pot to piss in, a window to throw it out of. If it were not for what you have been stealing for hundreds of years from Africa, where are all your natural resources? You ain't got them. Hey. Talking about your spirituality. What is it? What you got? If you had an ounce of spirituality, to say spirituality means that you're human. That you have human sensibilities. That's what the pineal gland 
and mel- melanin, neuromelanin does for you. You ain't got it with your sorry asses. Your feelings are hurt. <laughs> oh, oh, boo-hoo. Tough. But now, it, at this time, the universe has said, this is where the rubber meets the road. You are finished. If you're so superior and you got all that ish going on, why are your asses becoming extinct by 2050? Deal with that one, sucker. The African populations are the only ones that are growing. And I know that that's what pisses you off. You're so desperate to hang on. But you're finished. As above, so below. It's already finished. Above, you got to go, sugar. Bye. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. So can I um? Off before now, you can just <laughs> crap your damn pants. Doctor, I'd like to add on a little sound effect after that to rub it in, okay? Go ahead. Here we go. He tried it. Thank you. Good life is needed. Are there any more comments? Bring them. Well, one person had two words to say. Uh, Marcello, 1957, he said, stupid mooly. Mooly, you know how they say mooly. Okay, that's, that's all he could muster. Evidently, he didn't pay attention in class. But what I want to add on to that is that wherever they went all over the world, they stole it from the people who were there and took it for themselves. Yes. When they tell people to go back, where would they go back to? If you had a business for over 400 years going on in your 500 years where you had free labor and didn't have to pay anybody and free rent because you kicked everybody out of there and killed them, what does that say about you? You see what I mean? But they our country. You're dealing stolen goods. Yes. What do you mean our? And you depend on us in the motherland, the food basket of the world. Yes. The gold, the silver, the cocoa. You couldn't have cell phones if it wasn't for the Congo. Come on now. And so what are you talking about? They're in a fix now. Down because the African leaders are saying you're not getting anything else. That's right. They're kicking them out. If you get it, you're going to pay market prices. Look at poor little friends. That's right. Poor little friends. 
in a few years, it's going to be a third world country. Europe cannot exist without Africa. It cannot. So is there another? <laughs> I wish they would. I wish they would come back with another comment. I wish they would. I'll hit that laugh button on the beginning. <laughs> That's what you call being arrogant, being ignorant in your arrogance. You don't know ish. Sit your behinds down. School is in. School is in. And it's going to remain in. Because there are too many more like me. And see, the universe is tired of them. The universe itself. And this day was prophesied by an African priest who is known as the father of modern medicine in Hotep 5,000 years ago. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. No more comments, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the champ is here. <laughs> they don't have anything to contribute to benefit humanity or civilization. They're always talking about civilization, civilization. There's nothing civil about you. The root word of civilization is civil, which means you know how to get along with other people, but you don't. You are a cancer and a virus on the face of this earth, and it is the universe that is getting rid of you. Just as the universe got rid of your ancestors called Neanderthals and Denisovans. You carry their genes, we don't. You're going extinct, we're not. So if you're so superior, why are your asses going extinct? Superior, give me a break. You know why some black folks call you crackers? It's because if you take a soda cracker and pinch it, it crumbles. That's you. There's nothing to you except violence. You are not fit to be in the company of human beings. And you've had a good long run. I feel sorry for you. And I started predicting and prophesying a good five or six years ago, if not longer. I have relatives who became angry with me because I was predicting that in the near future, the way you are causing human beings to be running to and fro 
across this earth like senseless cattle running from one place to try and get to another place of safety because of you and your brutality and your violence. I predicted that in the near future, and that's where we are right now, okay? Now we see your folks running across the earth, drowning in seas and drowning in oceans, trying to get to a place of safety. Where are you going to run to? The Bible talks about that day. And the worst has still not even come yet. But the Bible talks about that day when karma comes down, when Mother Nature comes down in full force. This is just a taste so, <coughs> so far. It's just a taste. Just a taste. But we will see your people, those of you who are making these comments, just wait. You will be running to the rocks and begging the rocks, hide me or cover me, cover me. You will be running to the caves and begging the caves, hide me. But there will be no hiding place because you've spent thousands of years doing wickedness, killing not only human beings for no reason, in the most horrible ways, and you enjoyed it. And yet you want to be called human beings. I rely on definitions that are within African culture, which is very humanistic. African culture speaks of demons. But it isn't the spookified demons that Christians talk about. They talk about people that walk around looking like human beings, but they have no human sensibilities. And if you have no human sensibilities, then your ass is a demon. If you walk like a demon, talk like one, act like one, kill like one, murder like one. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Help me. You cannot be called a human being. You make yourselves into something that is subhuman, just like your Neanderthal and your damn Denisa Van ancestors. Don't you dare call yourself a human being. You're deep. Walking. Talking. Acting. Killing. 
You kill everything that has life. You even kill the earth. If you haven't already killed it, you're planning on killing it. You know I'm not lying about you with your sorry bodies. And when you are extinct, I'm so sorry to say that the rest of the world will be able to breathe a sigh of relief. There's an old joke. I don't know who started it. But it says, don't talk ill of the dead. And the clapback was, you're right. They're dead. Good. I will end this conversation right there. Sorry. And African people have spent thousands of years trying to humanize you and civilize you. But if you can't be humanized, there is no discussion about being civilized. And yet, you want to sit up on some imaginary throne, you know, civilization. What the heck are you talking about? You're the last one to be talking about civilization. You don't get along with anyone, not even each other. That is why they created y'all created NATO, because all you know is fight, fight, war, 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 and more war, and that's where you are right now. And your sorry behinds are about to bring on another ice age with all this bombing. Boom, boom, boom. The earth cannot stand all this bombing. You are moving the earth off its natural axis. And you are the ones that are going to be the first to go. And the rest of the world will say they are dead good. I'm not here to laugh, to lie. To make you feel good. Somebody has to tell you the truth. Okay. Next. Oops. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to go there. <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. Nobody, nobody's complaining that you did go there. Nobody's complaining at all. Trust me. It's much needed. And see... These individuals think they can just take their what they believe in the lies that they've been told and, and straighten somebody out. I mean, that was just the surface. That wasn't even all the way going in. But if they want more, they know they can get it here. And they'll get straightened oh, out. Yes. The real yes. teachers lied to them. Yes. 
on right. this channel, we have big pots. <laughs> so we can take the li- we can take the ladle and go down deep to the bottom of the soup. <laughs> well, I'm going to hit I'm going to hit it one more time for just ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he tried it. <laughs> oh man. Oh. All right. Is there another question? All right, let me see. Yes, I have question number three. And this is in response to this genetic engineering where them folks want to live to be over a hundred years old. Ooh, heaven forbid. Heaven, please. <laughs> no. Number three, are the human will and the physical or scientific ability to live longer, are those the only factors to be considered? We're talking about, or at least I am, we're talking about just somebody living, somebody wicked, somebody evil, just living, doing whatever is possible to live longer, to just live longer. And the longer they live, the more they come up with more wicked, more evil things, more abominations. There's nothing natural about them. Why why do, why do they want to just kill everything that has life? If it's living, we've got to find a way to kill it. And after we kill it, then we make something artificial. <laughs> that's, that's insanity. That's insanity. <laughs> That's as twisted as a pig's tail. <laughs> That's like, we don't understand you people. <laughs> we don't want to be around you. You carry bad spirits. We don't want to be around you. Anyone who wants to be around you is <laughs> must be insane. Y'all black folks. <laughs> There wants to be around them. You will never have peace. <laughs> For real. Oh, Lord have mercy. Where am I on <laughs> on this? Oh. Doesn't life matter to these people? I started talking about how in African spirituality, and religion, spirituality, and science are one. 
And they should never be separated. But in the Western world, they separated them a long time ago. And this is what happens. If this is religion and this is science, or this is spirituality, I should say, and this is science, and you put them together, then you will have people, you will have cultures, you will have societies of people who create civilization for the good of humanity. You will do things that uplift and enlighten humanity. That is the human thing to do. So throughout African history, this is what we have always done. And we try to teach these other folks, but it isn't in their nature to change. That lizard, that reptilian brain This is where they are. Someone said, the reason is because nothing dead can be for life. Right. And those entities are dead demonic forces inside human bodies. Yes. That's why even when their bodies die, they just take over another body and commit more evil. Oh, my God. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Now, where was I? Okay. So if you separate them as they have done, then what happens? I forgot which was which was. <laughs> I think this was spirituality and this one was science. Okay. When you separate spirituality from science, okay, what you have with your science is you concentrate on creating technology to kill. Haven't you noticed the medicine? The medicine, much of it is poison. It kills people. What else? The food. The food is no longer good to eat because something has been injected into the meat and the poultry or this, that, and the other, even the grains are not fit to eat. So everyone is sick. In the processed food, what are they doing? Putting in poison. Putting in non-food. 
in some of these milkshakes, it's plastic. You have plastic. They're making plastic rice. And people don't know. Huh? They're taking wood. You know, wood pulp, and they make it into a pulp or a paste. Now, all of this stuff is published, and no one is getting sued. That means it's true. The human body cannot process wood, but they do anything to stretch, to stretch what it is you are buying, like hamburger. Now, it wasn't so bad decades ago when they started putting cereal into these, you know, fast food hamburgers and everything. At least cereal is food. But wood? Come on. The poisons that they are putting in the chickens. Kentucky Fried Chicken had to change its name. The Food and Drug Administration said this is no longer chicken. Because they are producing chickens that have no bones. Or the bones are so feeble and, and, and the chickens can't even stand up. What is that? So everything kills. The air polluted. The water polluted. The food poison and you call yourself people and why do they do it for money that's their god material stuff in god they trust stop and ask yourselves if you are fit to be called human beings because I don't mind telling you that according to African definitions, a person who has no human sensibilities cannot be called a human being. Deal with that one. I say it unapologetically. If you don't like it, stop doing what you are doing. You know you're wrong. You don't care. In fact, you think it's fun. It's fun to you to kill people and treat them as if they are not human beings. Is it because you don't measure up as a human being? It's an open question. It can be debated intellectually. Let me go on. Because we can be on that one for a long time. Where am I? Let me look at, <laughs> look at my notes. <laughs> okay. So... We have to, for our listening audience, Lance. 
Yes. Don't stop to question and critically analyze what's going on. And that's why I I, I made up that packet of diagrams and charts so that people can look at them and begin to have intellectual, analytical discussions. Those charts are not only tools. They are also weapons. They are not only tools and weapons. They are keys to get out of that box that I call the Patrix. It's not a matrix. There's nothing motherly or nurturing about it. It's a Patrix. It's a patriarchal social system that is murderous and vicious and mean-spirited and violent and hateful. There is nothing good to say about it. Okay, I'm on to the next. <laughs> Does anyone <laughs> in the chat box have anything to say? Because I want to hear from you. Should I, should I drop the link so they can come in if they want? Yes, please. Okay, we're going to drop this link right now. If you want to come on in for a short time and share your thoughts and perspectives with Dr. Ade. She welcomes you in. You don't have to show your face if you don't want to. But I know there's a lot of pretty faces out here, so make sure to show them if you can. But it's not mandatory. And while we are waiting, let me say again that the material that I put in that packet, and that's not the full extent of what I have. Those things are provided to the viewing audience, okay? It provides them with, I wrote this down, it provides them with intellectual and analytical tools and weapons, let me stick with tools, to deconstruct Caucasian brainwashing They are also weapons that we can fight with rhetorically, that we can use in constructing our own narratives. Okay, I'm waiting. <laughs> Let me take a sip. A well-deserved sip. <laughs> no one is coming in yet? Well, the link is out there, but sometimes, you know, folks might be driving or at work or not able to come on in, so. Okay. You know, I'll drop it again. Well, whenever they are ready, I am ready yeah. for them. They can come on in when they're ready. Yeah, we'll continue on. 
sign. So let's start looking at this genetic engineering mess so that they can uh, lengthen their sorry lives, right? <laughs> and of course, it's going to be so expensive <laughs> if you're not Caucasian, you can't afford it. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So, okay, okay. Topics, what I wrote here as a guide, right? Sort of an outline. Topics for audience analysis within the context of Caucasian population. That's what we're dealing with. Topics for audience analysis within the context of Caucasian population extinction. See, this is the problem. This is what's driving them nuts. Caucasian population extinction. And you see, their scientists are not talking about just reduction. They're talking about extinction. These so-called superior people are going extinct. We have a guest here who wants to speak to you. Hi. Peace and blessings, man. Uh, when Peace and blessings. I've been watching you for a couple of weeks. I love your content. I love the energy that you bring. You came at a righteous time. The spirits, we believe that the spirits have sent our elders and teachers and those amongst us to guide us in the right direction. We know we're walking in the light. There's, a, there's something that's separating us from the status quo. It's not natural. So what we do is we sit back in faith and we keep studying and learning about ourselves and we keep building our nation because we understand that things are going to happen on a, on a magnificent scale and we don't have to answer to anybody else. We know who our creator is, and I say it all the time. You can't kill what you didn't, what you didn't create. They're going to learn that the hard way. Yes. And, you know, I'm trying to remember this law. My nose is itching again. There is a law. I, for, I can't quote it the way I should. But what it says is the lesser can never go beyond the greater. That's not even saying it right. Let, all right, let me just explain. But this, this universal law says it very succinctly, right? I have to do a whole show just on the universal laws and the cosmic principles. It's like this. Here is something. And from this something comes something else. Something gives birth to something else. That something else can never be greater than the original. That's right. 
So the lesser can never be more than the greater. Agreed. So when you look at them genetically, right, they are certainly the lesser. Agreed. A lot of people talk about melanin. And it's the neuromelanin that runs through the bloodstream. That's the most important component, right? Yes. Neuro meaning it's in the nervous system. When a woman gets pregnant, if there isn't enough neuromelanin running through the brain, and that means the nervous system of that fetus, that baby, that fetus will automatically abort. That's how powerful neuromelanin is. It regulates the movements, the functions of our organs, for example. It regulates those things. So the lungs and the heart and uh, the liver, all those things. It is neuromelanin. Even the muscles, the reason African people have smooth muscle movements that we call rhythm, okay, we can do this very smoothly because of neuromelanin. So it feeds into the total muscular system. In African dance, for example, when you judge classical African dance, you judge, you give the highest points to the dancers who can go into that semi-squat. You know what I'm saying? You know how we say you're getting down? Yes, yes. In classical African dance, you get the, the highest points for being able to go into that semi-squatting position and do all these different movements. The head is, has its own movement. The arms and the hands have theirs. The torso is doing something else in the knees and the feet. We're doing all these different movements, body movements at the same time. No one can do that the way we do it. And the ones who are less able to do it are Caucasians because they don't have enough neuromelanin in the system to do that. That's why they're so stiff. If it were not for Africans bringing in dance movements, African dance movements, their concept of dance would still be the minuet. They didn't dance, they walked. So... On all fours. I didn't hear you. 
on all fours. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, you got in that jab. But when you look at these movies, right, about uh, the Middle Ages, what kind of dancing? They were walking. Square dancing is still walking. They were not doing body movements. And when they saw us do them, they put some kind of, you know, negative spin on it saying that we were, you know, whatever. The truth, the truth of the matter is um, the envy goes throughout our generations. Um, when the first captives actually saw us, they were astonished. At, and they made, um, you know, this is before Christopher Columbus, they made uh, um, notations or, or, you know, they, they made books. They wrote books about the color of our skin. Even the scriptures were, uh, refers to us as, as swarthy, um, you know, and so that's in one way to me, that's like them recognizing the power that we had right there. You know, uh, now they're really seeing the value of us and they've always seen the value of us because they took us into, into uh, they subjugated us, took us into slavery, created all these monumental challenges for black people of color to just exist. And we are the cultivators, the irony of this is we're the cultivators of civilization. You can't, you can't get past tip up too. <laughs> so how you gonna say, how you, how can you ever fix your feeble minds to say that we're ignorant, we're dumb, we're this, we're, I mean, we don't look for that. Yes. We taught y'all everything. And so all of these truths, let me tell you something else about the sun. The reason why the sun, I live in the West. The reason why it's still hot out here, it's almost a hundred degrees still in October and they can't come outside. They're dropping like flies. Dropping like flies. The cancer rate is skyrocketing. And that's not just in the Americas. That's globally. Okay, but we see all of these calamities coming up on these people who are, are responsible historically for the maltreatment and enslavement of our people. That's not a coincidence. That was us raising up our vibration and crying out for justice. Only we can do that. Now, when you talk about the sun, you took the words out of my mouth. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to mute my mic so you can speak. Cons but consider this. Everything on earth is blessed by the sun. Everything, even sand. Except them. Every all right, I'm going to do Umar Johnson. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. We're going to hear that. I'm going to do. I'm going to do my brother. They're going to pull a Kanye on you. You better watch. Let me say it three times without stopping. Everything on earth is blessed by the sun, except them. Everything. On this green earth is blessed by the sun except them. Everything on God's green earth of living things, even non-living things. <laughs> Everything is blessed by the sun except them.
So what the hell are they? These. <clears throat> Today we know what they are because we've done extensive research. We have some of the smartest people on this planet who've actually kept and went through painstaking analysis, uh, which I'm very grateful for. Lance is one of them. I met Lance years ago. Um, but we kind of lost contact, but I'm back. Um, and he he showed me uh, certain things about our people that put me on a catalyst to explore, to to, to to dig in and study more. This is this is what I've been waiting for for years was to see our people reach this this level of knowledge uh, that we would deny for so many uh, generations. It's amazing the times that we live in. We can see recompense on the horizon. We can see things putting it, being put in a rightful order. But the resistance is going to be here because, like you said, um, this this evil streak that they, they display, that they exhibit, that comes in their DNA. They were created that way. Part of defending and defeating them is knowing your enemy. Wow. If you can stick around, you're going to love the rest of the show. I've been watching your shows for a few weeks now, and I love every one of them. I thank you so much for your due diligence to our people. You're a blessing to our people. You're what we need. I'm going to drop some scientific bombs, some genetic bombs, within five minutes or so. Okay? Is everybody ready? Yes, we're ready. Oh, and I'm going to do this as a presentation. Because if I leave anything out, it won't have the same impact. So this is a, one of my radio shows, right? So buckle up. And I'm talking to them people. <laughs> them other people. Buckle up. This is going to be a damn bumpy ride. <laughs> All right. So what I'm going to do is to present some scientific facts that show how absolutely absurd male chauvinism and white supremacy are. And as I go through this, you know, it's, it, we'll all realize that it's no wonder that the world is messed up. Okay. I'm going to do this by showing the biological makeup of males in general, globally, and the genetic makeup of non-Africans in particular. Now, men, please don't think my black men, my sons, my uncles, cousins, and fathers, and all of that good stuff. Don't think for a minute that I'm against you. That's crazy because African women, we give birth to you. In fact, in one of my lectures, 
I am going to bring you the scientific facts about how African women created the Y chromosome. I told you this is going to be a bumpy ride, and I forgot that was in here. Okay, let me go on. But what has happened is, when non-Africans from the far northern regions, right? Remember that African people populated the entire earth. And the societies that were established were matriarchal. That's another whole lecture. If you go to one of my, at least one of my videos entitled, In the Beginning Was She. Scientists agree with ancient African knowledge that the entire universe is feminine. That's because the universe continuously gives birth to new planets and stars and asteroids or whatever. And the scientists have taught us that we will never get to the end of the universe. You can't travel to the end of the universe because the universe, Mama Universe, keeps giving birth to new planets and stars and other stuff. Now that is ancient African wisdom that has been handed down among our high priests in Africa, male and female high priests. This is knowledge that goes back hundreds of thousands of years. We are the oldest human beings on this earth. We walk the earth hundreds of thousands of years when there was no one except us. But then we began, our ancestors began to crossbreed with these other beings that were less than human. We, the Homo sapiens sapiens, began to crossbreed with those that were merely Homo sapiens, which means that we had a lot more going on genetically and spiritually than these other folks. And these other folks that were on the earth at the same time became extinct. The universe got rid of them. Just as the universe is getting rid of their children today. And their scientists have put a pen in the year 2050. And I have been watching for decades 
with my spiritual mind. Hmm? Doing spiritual as well as scientific analysis of what's going on. And what I see going on is this. The more they arbitrarily kill their mothers and fathers, you know, the N-word, right? African men and women, the more they kill us, the faster they are becoming extinct. And they're so wicked, they haven't even taken time enough to realize what is happening. Wow. If you, you can Google this, the more they kill us, this is what the universe is doing. Now black women in Africa and in, on the continent and in the diaspora, some of them are having litters. L-I-T-T-E-R-S. Litters of babies. They're having like eight and nine babies at one time. <laughs> While them folks think they're going to kill us all. And all they're doing is killing themselves. And the universe is sending these messages to them. Asking them, is you crazy? <laughs> you must be out of your damn mind thinking that you have that kind of power. So the universe is sending these messages. <laughs> Black women are now having eight and nine. And we're not talking about taking any kind of drugs to do this. <laughs> and they're all live birds. All the babies come out alive. Eight and nine. <laughs> and I can just see white men's stuff, you know, the, the junk in their trunk. I can see it shriveling up inside their stomachs right now. All you are doing is killing yourself and bringing a greater wrath a karmic wrath against you. So you're suffering. I'm not sure if I'm the first to say it. I know, I know. I'm not the first to say it. You're suffering. And the suffering of your future generations is going to be harder and longer. And no one is going to feel sorry for your assets. So keep going the way you're doing. You think you're greater than God. Well, we know that you don't believe in spirit. I can almost hear some of you say, now we are the gods. No, you ain't. Not even close. 
Where was I? I had got off. <laughs> what was I talking about? What was I talking about? All right, let me go to my notes. <laughs> so, they brought in, they ushered in patriarchy. which is 180 degrees away from matriarchy. Okay. The world thrives under matriarchy. So many inventions were created by women. I have a book on just what women have contributed to civilization. The first calendar the first calculator, and we can, the first medicine, practice of medicine, and you can go on and on. But all of these accomplishments have been presented with a male face. So the people who are responsible for giving humanity, life. African women are the most scorned, the most abused on earth. Even among our own men. Now that's a conversation for another day. That's a whole show right there, because there are certain curses that go along with that. Don't take it lightly. But I will say this. When you look at an African woman, that is, for many of us, that is the closest you will ever come to getting even an inkling of the face of God. I'm not going to follow that up right now because I'm on something else. <laughs> Y'all can stew on that one for a while. But these people from these northern regions, these brutes, brought in patriarchy and all of this violence and everything. And I'm, I'm looking at the chat, yes. Wake up time and another wind walker, the tampon, was created by a black woman. Yes. The calculator was created. You can look up the Shango, the E-Shango bone and the Libambo bone. Google it. And they were created like 25, 30,000 years ago. And in Africa, they, can st they still use it. Okay. <laughs> Let me get back on track. I'm not against men. We love our men. We give birth to our men. 
But they have adopted this male patriarchy. We know about square pegs and round holes, right? Men have put themselves in leadership places where they're not supposed to be. Women are supposed to be there. When it comes to leading humanity, human beings, human societies, it is women in matriarchal societies that have the most development, where people are the most satisfied. Why? Because number one, women are automatically more spiritual, more spiritual than men. They have to be. They give birth. They nurture. They teach. They have to be. And since women give birth to all humanity, we are always concerned about all humanity. We don't give birth to children to see them starve. And I can just leave it right there. We care more about. We identify with more. Humanity. Men don't give birth. And just look at the insanity that some of these religions, I don't need to name them, that claim a man gave birth to a woman. How? <laughs> I'd like to. Which orifice? Which orifice did you give birth to her? What? <laughs> a rib <laughs> what did you do stick it in a pot of dirt what that's insane and from that insanity because people take it as a real thing they take it as something factual that a man gave birth to a woman I've had preachers say God created men and we just made women. <laughs> really? <laughs> Make some now then. <laughs> because Almighty God is the ultimate scientist. And if you could do it then, at creation time, you would still be doing it. But I want to know. But look at, look at the pathology. Look at the pathological idiocy that's going on right now. I can't help it if somebody gets angry with me. You know I'm right. There are universal laws that no one can break. 
Now, I won't go too deeply into it because, you know, somebody is out there right now having a hissy fit. Okay. Calm your ass down. <laughs> right now, we have scientists <laughs> who say that they are serious, serious-minded. Doctors who say that they are serious-minded. Creating artificial <laughs> vaginas. And oh now we have uterus, <laughs> uterus, <laughs> I can't even get it out. Uterus implants. Oh, man. Uterus oh, implants. thing. Google it. <laughs> Somebody was telling that he has a, and believe me, I'm not making light of it. I don't take it lightly, but in African culture, these are abominations. How can a man have a vaginal infection? You don't have a vagina. You have a barbie cup. It's not, you know, what you have is not open at both ends and protective enzymes and, you know, coming in from the inside. Come on. This is pathological. Oh, I've got a lot of haters now. <laughs> the airways just <laughs> heated up. Artificial, and now even artificial wounds that are not inside the body. That's even aside from the uterus implants. Where, where are you going to get all this equipment and and then and have it work because all these male hormones are running through your system. It's sad because it's pathological to want to get injections so that your breasts, you can develop breasts that lactate so that you can nurse a baby. I hate to think about the male hormones that are in whatever that stuff is coming out of that nipple into a baby's body. We are seeing some real abomination. I'm not saying that to make fun of anyone. I'm not saying it to be mean-spirited. I'm saying it hoping that someone out there 
will have the sanity and the honesty to say, this shit is crazy. Let me go back to my notes. Men putting themselves in places where they don't belong and saying that women are not fit to be leaders. In my 84 years on this earth, this is what I have observed. When I look at male leadership, and female leadership. Now, it's not 100%. Nothing is, right? But men are easily corrupted. Very easily. Especially when it comes to the female sex. You see, there is one weapon that no man can ever resist. And that's a naked woman. I don't care how strong he is. He has no defense against a naked woman. It isn't the same with women. It's just not. I often talk about how a man or men Have an, they have a weakness, right? They are born with it. A man is born with what I call two heads. And you know where I'm going with this. He has two heads, but only one has a brain. But 24-7, he's listening to the head that has no brain. 24-7. They've done studies on that. So it's not just coming from me. Google it. You Google everything else. Google it. 24-7. Men are preoccupied with sex. So I was talking about the governing style of women as opposed to men. Men are easily corrupted. You know, bring some money. Well, I think we can do this thing, right? But when it comes to what is good for the people, for human beings, in a society. When a woman makes up her mind that this is what is good or not good for the people, she doesn't change. No amount of bribery can change her. That's the difference in governance style between the average man and the average woman. 
What is the evidence? Look around. Look at the news. Men don't give birth to society. So, he doesn't mind killing what he doesn't give birth to. Especially when it comes to these northern cultures, you know. The cultures from people from the far north. They live on violence. The reason they created NATO is because they were always fighting and killing each other. And then, for convenience, they found all these non-Caucasian people especially Africans, that they can hate. Kill them. They can get it all out of their, you know, get it out of their system. And they love it. So I am saying that men have put themselves in places where they don't belong. Women created the Y chromosome. The scientists don't even know how it happened. In the beginning, every living thing on earth was female, feminine, reproducing for hundreds of thousands of years. I think that the number, the real number, is in my notes. I think so. I haven't really memorized it yet. But it took hundreds of thousands of years before the first penis appeared on the planet. Now, if the universe, or God, whichever you want to call it, right, had made, made males first, by the time that generation died, nothing would be left. Now, to prove the point that I'm making, scientifically, women can be impregnated they can become pregnant and give birth without sperm. Now, some of you know that. It's called cloning. And we do it with plants as well. Fruit-bearing plants. There is a way to clone a tomato plant because that's a fruit-bearing, feminine or female plant. Anything that bears flowers or fruit is a female plant. If it is unable to reproduce or to bear flowers or fruits, it's a male plant. You cannot clone from that plant. 
What is a clone? A clone is this. A human female has a uterus that is designed to take one human cell that is made of 46 chromosomes. That is one human cell. If a human female finds one cell of 46 chromosomes in her uterus, she will turn it into a fetus. and give birth to a baby without sperm. Google it. Get out of the pornography and learn something if you're going to get on the internet. So when the Y chromosome showed up, it is because African women decided somewhere along that evolutionary path she needed a provider and a protector because the offspring was born helpless and stayed helpless for a long time. She had to forage for food. If she takes the offspring with her, she can't forage for food properly. And if something gets after her, it's going to eat both. She can't leave the offspring because by the time she finishes foraging and gets back, something has eaten offspring so this is these are the conclusions that worldwide scientists who study this stuff the geneticists the genetic scientists who say it happened by magic I say it wasn't magic not really it was spirit but then spirit is magic So African women willed the male into being by sacrificing one stem from one X chromosome to make the Y. Is anyone hearing me? Loud and clear. And that's how we got the Y chromosome. And for these black men who are talking all this crazy stuff about their mothers, because see, every female in the universe, from the universal order down, 
every female is your mother. That's how crazy, how insane some of these black or African men have become. Now, when you go to Africa, you can't hear that stuff. Because if you watch the right shows, you have the traditional men coming on saying that their mothers were considered their first gods. Because their mothers gave them life. Their mothers nurtured them. Their mothers did this, that, and the other. And in African spirituality, there are special curses against any black man who does any kind of abuse against a black woman. Now, we won't get into that. That's a whole show right there. In African spirituality, they speak of Mother God first. Hello. I'm like, my dear. Hello. Hello, <laughs> y'all out there? You need to wake up and understand that this mess that, you know, you care so much about, all this mess that you are packing into your brains and your hearts and your minds is rubbish. You don't even know what reality is. So men have to come to themselves. And I'm already far afield of what I was, the point I was trying to make. But I've given you a few things that you can begin researching, right? Start Googling. Start researching. And you'll find that women were on the earth. The feminine was on the earth long before the masculine ever appeared. Although, from the heavenly realm, both, both have to be together, should be together, are together. But at first, only the potentiality was there. And this is something that black men need to think about. If we created you from a thought, we can stop creating you with a thought. African women, black women, have that capability. And according to African spirituality, black women, African women, are mother gods, representatives on earth. 
and all you can think about is something, you know, boom, dang. And it hurts me to go on TikTok, for example, and see our beautiful daughters with their hole behind, backed up to a camera. Nobody wants to see your funky behind. Is that all you're good for? Is to be used? Okay, calm down. <laughs> cool off. Come back. <laughs> Let me go on. Are y'all still out there? We ain't complaining. You're speaking all the right. truth. Okay. So what am I, where am I now? I probably have to repeat something. <laughs> I'm pre presenting scientific facts that show how absolutely absurd male chauvinism and especially white supremacy, ain't nothing supreme about those little fellas. It's no wonder that the world is messed up. Everything is war, 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 killing, raping, whatever. So I'm going to look at the biological makeup of males in generally around the globe and the genetic makeup of non-Africans in particular. These scientific facts have been proven by international teams of scientists who have all published their research in peer-reviewed scientific journals. So I'm going to tell you where to find it on YouTube and on the Internet in general. And from there, you can also Google the information yourself and do some fact-checking. Once you become knowledgeable of the facts that I present, you will then be able to see how nonsensical it is for males to claim, to claim superiority over females in general you will further be able to understand how utterly, utterly absurd it is for the Northern, <laughs> I said this on the radio. Folks started, them folks started calling in. <laughs> Get her off the air. It is absolutely absurd for the northern barbarian males, <laughs> in particular, to claim that they are superior to everyone else on the planet. If your behind is so superior, <laughs> why are y'all <laughs> going extinct? All right. The truth is that if this were a schoolhouse, they would be riding the yellow bus, you know, the little yellow bus with the slow children. 
Let me go on. Let me state something right now very clearly. This is not an attack against black men. However, it is a direct attack against the inhuman, unjust system of barbarian patriarchy that I call the patriarch system that has created havoc in the universe for thousands of years. The structure and the dynamics of northern barbarian patriarchy are against the balance of the universe and against the order of the universe. The structure is grossly overweighted toward maleness, this patriarchy, and the dynamics are completely, completely committed to cruelty, injustice, and death for humanity and for all life on earth. Who are these people? You know, we've got computer geeks claiming there are too many people on earth. We need to get rid of 8 billion, if it's not 80 billion. I lost track of the number. Who is he? I thought he created, he, you know, dealt in computers. Now he's dealing in universal business. That twerk. Let me go on so I can get through this. The entire Caucasian history on earth has proven their demonic reptilian spirits. You know that reptile brain that has no feeling for other living beings? And they have used religion to camouflage their true nature. This is not hate speech. It's not. I'm just telling the truth. It's a statement of historical fact that cannot be denied. And it's ongoing. I say further that it is their undeveloped pineal gland that calcified pineal gland and the resulting lack of spirituality that causes them not to be able to act like normal human beings. You know they don't act like normal human beings. And it shocks me that we have black folks they want to be like them? You want to turn yourself into some kind of demon? By definition? And it shouldn't be insulting to them 
They're only upset because I'm telling the truth instead of saying we I adored them. You know, they're so beautiful and <laughs> full of civilization and democracy and uh, crap. You know who you are. You know you're about nothing except killing and violence and death. That's your hallmark. That's your nature. That reptilian brain that controls them does not allow them to do anything else. And so my presentations are not against African men unless black African men identify with and watch out and are in allegiance with the demonic northern barbarians in thought, word, and deed. The more you become like them, the more you take yourself out of the realm of real humanity. I didn't make this up. I'm just reporting what we have been looking at and what history has recorded for thousands of years. So if you don't like it, change your ways. If you want to be loved, you have to be lovable. If you want to be liked, you have to be likable. But don't be some violent, abusive, something walking the earth, some destructive something walking the earth. And then when people don't like you, don't want to be around you, say bad things about you that are true, then you want to say, oh, it's reverse racism. No, it ain't. It's called observation. And no one has to like you when you do things that are just wrong. With the above being said, my presentations aim to help turn the world right side up again. Because these people have turned it upside down. All my efforts join the attempts of other light workers to return balance and justice to the world. And I'm going to do so at this particular time by presenting biological facts of the Y chromosome and the race-related facts about human genetics. Those of you with your telephones, you've got internet. Those of you who have computers, tune them up. 
fact check as I go along. Let's look at the Y chromosome first. Africans are the one and only full human beings on this earth created in the likeness of Mother God's divine, reproductive, creative, intelligent, magical self. Everyone attaches the pronoun he to God. Everyone claims that the feminine gender can't have anything to do with Almighty God. Really? But then you turn around and say, as above, so below. Somebody makes sense of that. See, this patriarchy has twisted your brain. Your brain washed. <laughs> it's been bleached out. <laughs> Turned around backwards. <laughs> Slipped up the five down. Without the feminine, there is no life. Men don't create life. And if you t start talking about the male sperm, well, women don't need sperm to reproduce. They just don't. Google it. Let me go on. Around 300,000 years ago, Mother gods, I know you're cringing. <laughs> Mother gods, earthly daughters, you know, African women. We are the first. Mother gods, earthly daughters who are also self-contained genetically. Self-contained. Two X's. That means she's self-contained. Genetically. They degraded one of their X chromosomes to create the Y chromosome that brought the male counterpart into being. Why did African women do that? More than 300,000 years ago. More than that. Why? Because the Y chromosome would then produce hiccuping why <laughs> produce a male who could provide for her 
and protect her and the children. To provide for her, the children, and the community. To protect her and the children and the community. So the male human being has two roles to play. To protect and to provide. And if he stops doing that, if he stops doing both of those two things, there is no reason for him to be around. Now we're talking about protecting and providing. What happens if he stops protecting her and he becomes her predator? Has anyone thought of that? He is now her predator. How is the universe looking on this? He stops providing for her and for the offspring. What is the universe thinking? about that kind of behavior. But more importantly, what are African, black African women thinking about that? To think that the ones that she gives birth to, to protect her and provide for her so that the human race survives and advances, all of a sudden, the one she gives birth to to take care of those things, he starts doing the opposite. Then why should she give birth to them? African women have the spiritual capability of just not even conceiving of males. You know that old saying that no one knows who started it? What is the saying? And only women can say it, but especially African women. What is that saying, Dr. Borishade? She says, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. That's not a promise. I'm sorry. That's not just a threat. African women can do it. They can will you not to be produced. 
you need to start thinking about that. You passport bros that are talking bad things about black women who are trying to elevate and advance themselves and don't want you because you are not interested. So you run around the world talking about you looking for wives. Stop lying. You know you're not looking for wives. You're looking for easy poontang. <laughs> when was the last time somebody heard that word, right? Well, I'm over 80. <laughs> In Africa, they call it fish. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You're not looking for wives. You're looking for sex. And if you keep doing it, it's going to end your life. Okay, back to the notes. Where am I? Okay. Why chromosome biological facts? Around 300,000 years ago, Mother God's earthly daughters, you know, African women, who are self-contained genetically, degraded one of their X chromosomes, you know, one stem, one bottom stem, one of the legs of one X dropped off, it degraded to create the Y chromosome. That's what brought the male counterpart into being. Google it. Get busy. The Y chromosome is one-third the size of the X chromosome. Now, I don't know why. I haven't seen any research to explain why. But once one stem drops off one X and becomes a Y, that Y chromosome shrinks to one third the size. And, it sh and the shrinkage means that it loses hundreds of genes. The Y chromosome contains only about... 55 genes. Now, I've read some other reports that say it's less. I'm being generous. I'm saying around 55 with a Y chromosome. While the X chromosome contains around, hold on to your seats, hold on to a table or something. The X chromosome contains around 900. Now, those of you with children, watching your children grow and develop as they mature, as they get around the age of puberty, the girl 
take off and leave the boys behind. In terms of consciousness, in terms of responsibility, and a lot of other things, girl children, from the time of puberty, and some say even before, just before puberty, the girls take off and leave the boys behind. They never catch up. They never do. It's because so many genes, G-E-N-E-S, not, not the blue genes that you wear, beloved. So many genes are lost with the degrading of that X chromosome. If you look at pictures, images, of Y chromosomes taken under microscopes. You see how small it is because it has lost so many genes, human genes. Okay, so we're looking at 55 for the Y chromosome and 900 for the X chromosome. This means that the African male was created by the female to be, watch out, hold on. The male was created to be the African female's help mate. Okay, Umar Johnson. It means that the male was created to be the female's helpmate. The male was created to be the female's helpmate. But in some of these religions from the far north, these female Hating cultures and societies hate anything dealing with a woman. So they wrote scriptures turning it around. And then even say that because of a woman's sin, she will bear babies in pain. Now, anybody foolish enough to think that a whole person can come out of a woman without any pain, that's foolish. It's childish. It is childish to believe that a man can give birth to a woman. And many people want to interpret those passages in Genesis to say that, yeah, it's because of sex. Well, you know, <clears throat> I'm clearing my throat on purpose. 
we have a group of people who don't believe in personal hygiene. So, of course, they think that sex is dirty. Some of the things, you know, the orifices that they are going into. You can't think sex is clean if that's what you're doing. Why would Almighty God, the ultimate scientist, you know, the one of whom we say that cleanliness is godliness, right? Why would that God create breasts and a vagina in the female, and then create a penis in the male and expect for reproduction to take place without sex. How can sex be evil unless you're doing some evil stuff? I am laughing not at people. I'm laughing because people are so stuck mentally, psychologically, spiritually on this stuff that doesn't make any sense and are against science, against nature, against all laws of nature, against all laws of the universe and they take it as being something real when it was really addressing males low opinions of females up in that far northern region they had no regard for females so all these practices and traditions and, you know, that's why you have that kind of story to explain how humanity came to be. Let me get back to it. Mm. So this means that the African male was created by the female to be her helpmate in developing human civilization and not the other way around. Biological science tells the entire story. At this point, I know that all the men hearing this are royally upset. Sorry, ya. But I'm asking you to calm down. Come to yourself. Cool up. Come to yourself in terms of who you really are. You've been lied to for so long that you have ignored the scientific and the historical facts. So I know that I'm ready to blow your minds. 
because I'm bringing scientific facts about especially especially about non you know n o n non african non african males <laughs> and females in particular see it's one thing to discuss differences between males and females but it's a whole new game a whole new ball game folks when we look at differences between africans and non-africans thank you my sister francis chris wealthy so allow me to just get right in right to the point now and i'm going to bring you some race related genetic facts race related so i'm repeating the above statement i said somewhere above africans are the only fully human beings on this earth created by almighty god created in the likeness of mother father god created in the likeness of mother father god's divine reproductive creative intelligent magical self yes i said magic and see you've been told that magic is some spookified something or other what is magic what keeps your heart beating what keeps your blood flowing huh what keeps your brain working how do your kidneys and lungs function how magic the other word for the magic is spirit but you let some half educated fool tell you that just because african spirituality is african all we talk about is magic and this that the other no no african spirituality huh can be verified scientifically i don't care which discipline you come up with see if they can do the same i went off <laughs> okay but african people are the only ones classified by <clears throat> caucasian <laughs> scientists to be homo human sapiens sapiens the doubly wise anatomically modern 
human being. Now, when it comes to being anatomically modern, I guess included is well developed, but but I digress. That reptilian brain. Did I go up? Okay, if I'm repeating, I'm repeating. I don't care. But that reptilian brain that drives them, that's the level of vibration they are on. That reptilian brain controls them and doesn't allow them to do any better. Let me go on. I lost my place. I already said that. All right. <laughs> Let me catch up. Okay. So the African male was created by the female to be her helpmate, not the other way around. Biological science tells the entire story. And, oh yes, now, I just caught up with myself. Okay. Uh, you know, it's one thing to discuss differences between males and females. But then when we get into talking the difference between African people and Caucasian people, there is a lot to be learned here. First of all, Africans are the only fully human beings on this earth, created in the likeness of Mother, Father, God's divine, reproductive, creative, intelligent, magical self. Okay? Now, oh, yes, 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 yes. Here we go. Those of you who are at your computers or you have your phones, this is what I want you to look up right now on YouTube. And I'll keep talking to give you time to get on YouTube. Here is the title, Hidden, H-I-D-D-E-N, Hidden, D-N-A, Discovery, Hidden, D-N-A, Discovery, only found in only found in black african people that title should bring up the link. Let me repeat it. 
hidden DNA discovery only found in black African people. Can someone in the chat let me know if you found it? The link should come up. I'm going to wait for just a minute. Now, this YouTube video was created by two African-American doctors. One is a Ph.D., and his brother is an M.D., and the two of them made this discovery. I'd like to know if anyone in the chat has found it yet. I'm going to keep talking. Okay. So when you watch that video, that video will take you to a channel that discovers an earth-shaking scientific finding that has been hidden for more than a decade. And in that video, they are talking about a study that was done almost 30 years ago. The title of the study is Global Patterns of Linkage Disequilibrium of the CD4 Locus and Modern Human Origins. Now, with this title, it I have to do some research. First of all, I had to do some research on these patterns of link, linkage, disequilibrium. It was the first time I had ever seen this word, disequilibrium. Now, I know what equilibrium is. It talks about balance, right? So I had a good idea of what disequilibrium means, but I have to research it in medical terms, okay? And this disequilibrium occurs, this imbalance occurs on the nuclear, you know, that double strand nuclear DNA, not mtDNA. That one is different. It's on the nuclear strand, that double strand. So this disequilibrium is found or located at the CD4 locus. So that means on a particular spot 
of that DNA strand. In that particular spot, on that nuclear, nuclear DNA, you find this disequilibrium. So let me start all over again, right, with this title. Global Patterns of Linkage Disequilibrium at the C D four locus or location and modern human origins. Now just for your edification, as they say. Anytime you see those three words, or two words, modern human, that's a code word in genetics and anthropology and archaeology. That is a code word for African just for your edification. Global patterns of linkage, disequilibrium at the CD4 locus and modern human origins. Okay. If someone needs for me to repeat it, tell me in the chat. So the American Association for the Advancement of Science in 1996, which was almost 30 years ago, right? They had a team of 15, one five, 15 geneticists, genetic experts from nine different universities conducting this worldwide study. What was the goal of the study? The goal of the study was to come up no, I'm getting ahead of myself. What they wanted to do is to, whatever they find at the end of the study, they wanted to use the conclusions of the study to create what they call <laughs> an intelligence map. M-A-P, an intelligence map of the world. Now look at the carcassity. They have lied to themselves and each other for centuries 
saying that they were the smartest things, the most intelligent things on the planet. So now they have so many. 15 genetic experts from nine different highly acclaimed universities conducting this study, and now they are setting out to prove that Whitey is mighty. <laughs> what a crock of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, let me go on. <laughs> and they want to use the study findings, the conclusions, to create this intelligence map of the world that truths. The Caucasians are the smartest, the most intelligent of all human beings, <clears throat> human groups on earth. Now, they studied 100, no less than 116 different racial groups from across the globe. This team of scientists found and concluded that Africans have, <laughs> hold up, you guys, buckle up, all of y'all, black and white, buckle up now, strap yourselves in, hold on to your skull. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> what did they find? <laughs> they found that Africans have more DNA series than non-Africans. Okay, Umar. Africans have more DNA series than non-Africans. Africans have more DNA series than non-Africans. What are you talking about? I'm going to break it. I'm going to break it down. <laughs> the study shows the chimpanzees have nine, I'm sorry, chimpanzees have five DNA series. <laughs> Europeans and Asians have six. DNA series. Africans <laughs> have nine. <laughs> nine DNA series. Oh, so genetically, <laughs> they ain't superior. 
<laughs> now, the scientists all agreed that Africans, by far, have the greatest probability of genius than any other race out of all 116 of the non-Africans. And we have folks walking around like idiots in America. I ain't no African. Go on with your chimpy self. <laughs> I don't know what you are. But when I die, I want God to bring me back black, blacker, <laughs> five times blacker than I am now. I am a proud African, unapologetically. We are the greatest gift to humanity. Without African people, there would be no humanity. But I digress. <laughs> let, me, let me go on. So Africans by far have the greatest probability of genius than any other race out of all 116 different non-African groups. So these, are, if you're not African, that puts you in the category of the non-Africans, of course who have only maybe five or six. I don't know. That's for you to figure out. That's your business if you want to tell people that you're among the mentally slow, you know, so we need to. So growing up, were you in the little yellow bus? Short bus. You're home from school. you home from school. Y'all must be mentally slow, <laughs> intellectually challenged, because <laughs> you ain't no African. <laughs> now I've got black folks and, and white folks. You're going to make them commit suicide. <laughs> so the important question for future generations is this. How... How many DNA strands do mixed children lose? I'll wait. We have spent a lot of time because we bought into this belief. Remember, beliefs are not facts. We have spent hundreds of years believing in white supremacy. Believing that they are better looking and, you know, they, huh? Believing that they are smarter. smarter. 
we have people today who don't want black teachers teaching their children because we assume that a white teacher knows more than any black teacher could possibly know. How many of us have intentionally made them folks our preference for our for producing offspring, thinking that we were leveling up when in fact we leveled down and damaged our children? genetically. Ouch! This is a wake-up call, huh? Is anybody listening? Let me go on. Google it. I've given you the link. Yeah. I told you how to find the study. I didn't stop there. I went because they just talk about the study. These two African-American doctors, one is a PhD doctor, the other is an MD, two brothers, blood brothers. So I had to go behind them to find online the actual study, and you have to pay for it. It's about $30 if you want to download it. <laughs> and I looked at all the research. I mean a cluster of research that resulted from their conclusions. So all kinds of Scientific studies have verified what they found and tried to hide. Now, I did lose my place. <laughs> the scientists agreed that Africans by far have the greatest probability of genius than any other race. Well, don't they call us homo sapiens, sapiens, the doubly wise ones that created civilization, writing, mathematics, calculation, this, that, the third, the fourth, fifth, 19th, that was us. Wow, how many DNA strands do mixed children lose? We're not leveling up, we're leveling down. And it's because of the ancestry of these folks that were subhuman, that never became human. And that's why the universe wiped them off the face of the earth. 
And now they've come back for their children. They're making them extinct too. So the question does not intend to make anyone feel bad. Most of us in America are mixed with some kind of non-African DNA because, circum because of circumstances beyond our control. We cannot help what our parents did. However, there are many of us today who willingly choose to mate with non-Africans. And I'm posing this question to those black folks who have not yet had children. You have time to, to make the right choice. And the right choice would be to find the blackest, smartest, black African born anywhere on the planet <laughs> and have your children there. It's a long tail. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> We're not talking tails. <laughs> Does everyone know what you're talking about? <laughs> I'll shut up. Everyone doesn't know what you're referring to. So now I've got to stop and talk about it, right? There you go. During World War One and World War II. Um, but it was the soldiers, the black men that came home from World War Two because they, they were my uncles and my senior cousins. And they talked about how uh, the white women in Europe were attracted to black men. And why not? I mean, ooh, la la. <laughs> and the white men were jealous. And they started this lie that black men have tails like monkeys. <laughs> but the lie backfired. You know where I'm going. The lie backfired on them because these European women wanted to see these tails. And what they discovered to their utter pleasure. <laughs> They found a tail, all right. The, the tails were not back there. <laughs> they were in front. White men had never seen anything like that before. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I'll say it this way. The white women quickly found out that they were a tall glass of lemonade. And they couldn't get stirred up because, see, with that eight-inch tall glass of lemonade, it could never get stirred up with a two-inch spoon. <laughs> oh, man. 
my mother, my late mother used to say, life is sweet as long as you can keep a sense of humor. Exactly. The other thing she would say is, life is good if you don't weaken. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's dark. <laughs> That's okay. cause to celebrate. Okay. Moving right along, if I can. <laughs> Where am I? <clears throat> okay, with all the above being said, let me be perfectly clear about African women's feelings toward our men. We love our men. What's not to love? They come out of us. We carry them for nine months. <laughs> nine months of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Morning sickness. Pains underneath your belly. <laughs> Kicks in the middle of the night. Oh, Lord. Backache. Yeah, what's not to like? So it's not about that. <laughs> we love our African men. We adore our men. And we don't understand what has happened. I'm 84 years old. And in my generation... You know, the 60s and 70s and 80-year-olds. Three decades of us women. We sit around and we wonder, when did we stop adoring each other? When did we stop singing love songs to each other? I'm thinking about a poem, black poem that I read decades and decades ago. I don't remember the author who was in love with his black queen. And he talked about, he wrote in this poem, he wrote about his pleasure and how titillated he was. Just watching her walk away in this red dress. Oh my God. And the subtle movement, subtle movement of her hips. You know how black women walk. And she obviously, <laughs> all right, Jack. <laughs> and it looks like maybe the dress had a little flounce to it or something and he talked about the way the dress moved with a slow rhythm of her walking and how pleasant it was to watch as she walked away from him what happened to those days? 
<coughs> now it's let me hear your booty slap. <laughs> Some of the nastiest. What? Bend over, you know. But have you? What is that? No, but you know what it is, though. And and I'll just make this quick. And I've said this on shows before that so many men refer to our sisters as booty. Oh, I need some booty. Oh, look at that booty over there. And then when you look in the dictionary of the definition of booty, it's the spoils of war. Yes. What the opposing side comes in and takes, the gold, everything of value, they go in and rummage through and take what they want. So basically when many black men are saying or calling their wives booty, and I do understand what they mean, but they don't understand what they're saying that they're saying that we're defeated, that our women are to be taken from us because we're a defeated nation. And the gold and the silver and the women are the booties of war. And, and that's a hell of a psychological uh, realization because, in essence, we're agreeing with it. We're defeated. Come on in. Take our women. We present them to the world as playthings. Because they are the booty, the booty of war. Look up booty in the dictionary if one doesn't really believe that. They may have a secondary. It's coming from a male's perspective. The booties of war, right? Yeah. And that's the Caucasian perspective. Right. Whatever you want, you just take it. No one has the right to say no. If you say no, I'll kill you. I have wealth. You want to take it. If I say no, I will kill you. And that's exactly what they have done. Everything is turned into some material object, even human beings. So a woman is no longer a human being that you should love and cherish and protect as the mother of your children. She just becomes a thing, a sexual object. And let me tell you, it's good to live a long time. It wasn't until maybe 10, 15, what, maybe 20 years ago, black people, African people, never dreamed of mounting a woman from behind. What the, what is that? You mean that particular positioning because it's because it's impersonal there's no connection now the woman has become merely an orifice and two cheeks and there's no face-to-face romance anymore there's no it doesn't have to be just missionary but it's not 
It's not face to face. It's no romance. Remember Major Harris, love won't let me wait. Way back, the time is right. Hold me tight. You know what I mean? There's none of that anymore. There's no seduction properly. There's no easing into and, and enjoying the moments before. It's just go to the strip joint, bend over, have a thong on, pull it to the side. Let me do my thing and I'm gone. It's, 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 it's not so interactive. It's no longer lovemaking. You just hump. You just hump. It's, look, I got a name for it. It's called being a glorified friction provider. That's all you are. I'm not saying that's all you are or that's all the women are, but that's how many men think and don't even realize it. They, 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 they walk with a ready-made template of horniness, just basic horniness, and they want to inflict it on you, but you are nothing more than an orifice to achieve this feeling, and they're, they're gone. They disregard. May as well be an open knot on a tree. Exactly. And I'm quite sure some men have tried that too. <laughs> it's, so they it's, have bought. They have bought into this Caucasian patriots. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what a Ghanaian colleague of my, of mine told me maybe 25 years ago. He said, and you're in Ghana, so maybe you can check on some of this. Right. He said to me that when they teach math, mathematics in Ghana, they do so using the culture. And he gave me an example. And I'm trying to remember which triangle. The isosceles triangle, right? Has mm -hmm. two sides that are the same, but it has a base that is short. Right. The length of it is short. That's the isosceles triangle. Now, the other one is the equal, what's the name of that one? Equilateral triangle. That one has all three sides. Even. With the same measurement. Yeah. So, he said, and he was a math teacher. So, he said, when he teaches geometry. When it comes to life and relationships between men and women, I've never forgotten this. He uses geometry. He's teaching math, but he's teaching life and spirituality at the same time. Yes. So he said, it's like a divine triangle. The, yeah, they called it the equilateral triangle. Okay, but it's the isosceles triangle. You have the divine feminine 
No, he didn't say feminine. The divine mother, the spiritual mother on one side. And I have forgotten if it's the left. He said she represents the left side, which is called the backbone of the family and of humanity. The backbone. And then you have the right side of the tri uh, of the isosceles triangle is the divine or the spiritual father. And they come together. Right? And they have children. And the children represent the base of the isosceles triangle. And he said, the way they teach is to say that if you have the spiritual mother on one side, coming together with the spiritual father, no choice but that the children, the offspring, will be divine and spiritual. And then when you look at the length of each side, he said the base has a shorter length. To let the children know that they can never be greater than their parents. So they must always respect the ones that brought them into the world. I had never heard of anything like that in my life, even as a professor. Who teaches like that in America? Hmm? And he says they teach like that to connect mathematics, geometry, geometric shapes, and all of that. They teach humanity. They teach spirituality. They teach about relationships at the same time. So in this country or in the whole of the Western world, how can we say that we are being educated? That's a very relevant question. Okay. But many people, our people, who look like us, don't want to be African. Only white folks have something worth learning about. Okay. Now I've really got to find my place. Okay. Yes, I left off asking the question or posing a question to my people. Hmm? 
Who do you want to get married to? Who do you want to mother and father your children? Do you think you are leveling up because of this twisted, upside-down belief in white supremacy? So the more we look like them, the more beautiful we're supposed to be. And, you know, during the 60s, it was amazing. We have the Clarence Thomases of the world, right? And look at who he married. And when they asked him to submit pictures of his family, when he was being considered for the Supreme Court position, he chose his white wife's niece to put in the, her picture. He had his white wife's niece picture, that picture put in the press as one of his relatives. And I understand when he did it, his family members fell out with him. And they should have. And now in recent history, we learn that, you know, she may as well say she's a Ku Klux Klanner. How do those two sit on the same horse? She knows she has a real slave. That's enough talking about him. Okay. So I'm saying that we love our men. We love everything about our men. It's too bad that they have not, many of them, have not have fallen out of love for us. And there are experiences that I have had during my entire adult womanhood where I would have black men want to get with me. And they thought the best way to get with me sexually was to begin comparing black women with white women. And they were always surprised at the boomerang effect that had. Because the response that he was looking for had the opposite effect. I never even let those men come in my face again, let alone any other part of my body. Because I knew how who I was. So they started bullying black women by bragging about white women. And as I grew older, I began to understand why. 
because they were getting some kind of nasty sex from these white women. The black women still, we're not down with it. We're just not. And I made up my mind after it happened twice. I made up my mind then. Any man, and I would send them through a test. I would just listen. All you have to do is listen. Okay? Sooner or later, and it's usually sooner, they're going to start bullying about white women. Oh, white women are more this. White men and white women will do this, that, and the third. From that point on, You may as well just lose my phone number. <laughs> I would just listen. I would just listen. If I was out, I'd say, take me home. Mm-hmm. They always got the reverse reaction. How dare you? How dare you? Have the nerve. To compare me with them? No, no, no. If you like them, and that's the question that I would come up with, why the hell are you not with one of them? Get the hell out of my face. I didn't want them because I knew that they had picked up some nasty habits that I'm not thinking about engaging in. Now, anyone who wants to, that's their business. But this is me. So we go through the, all of uh, all of this stuff. Let me get back to my notes. What is it that impresses black African women? What is it? What impresses us the most is when our men protect us and provide for us and love us and cherish us the way we want to cherish them. And we cherish them if they are worthy. Okay? It's those times of male protection. When we love our men the most. Let me share something with you. You know, we have these coups that are taking place right across the middle of Africa now. And those countries were colonized, most of them were colonized by the French. Okay. And now they're having all these coups and they're throwing the French out. Macron doesn't know what the heck to do. All right. But Independence Day. Uh, I've forgotten which country it was. One of the small countries. And the coup leaders 
have gotten together and signed legal papers as a federation. So the United Kingdoms or the United States of Africa, it's coming. And I've prayed for a good 50 years to see this day. I'm so grateful. So they sent their military to have this, this, this long military parade. And it was almost like we have the different high schools and junior high schools uh, parading, right? So the bands are going and everything. Somewhere down the line, here come the soldiers from Burkina Faso. <laughs> now, <laughs> every time I see this young 34-year-old president who was the, the coup leader of Burkina Faso, I look at that fine young stallion. But you know, I'm old, but <laughs> I still have juices running. <laughs> you ain't old. <laughs> but what I say to, what I said to myself and what I think to myself is not that I were younger. What I say is <laughs> even sitting in the house by myself. I wish I had a daughter to marry that man. I'll tell you a joke off the show, but I'm going to have you laughing. Trust me. <laughs> I wish I had a daughter or a granddaughter to marry that kind of man. His courage. His willingness to give up his life for his people and his integrity and his African consciousness. He might be Thomas Sankara returned. It might be Sankara's soul that has returned in his flesh because that's all he talks about. He has to finish the job that Thomas Sankara started before the white folks killed him. So here come these soldiers, the military, from Burkina Faso. And they were doing a different kind of military march. You know how they have that little there's an extra beat sometimes when the beat is slow, when they're marching with this slow, delayed step. I don't know what you call it, but you've seen it. It's like they take a step and then they almost take a step. It's sort of a delayed thing and then they step again. Anyway, that's the way they were marching. And it wasn't that. They were marching with clenched fists. And as they would rotate their arms with those clenched fists, it was almost like 
they were doing karate moves. Like they were doing karate moves. But with clenched fists. Like men. And I jumped up off my chair. I was so thrilled to see our men. And I needed somebody to talk to. So I called a, a friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine, and she and her husband, both of them got on the phone. Because I just had to speak with someone to express how thrilled I was. And what I said was, our warrior class is still alive in Africa. We haven't seen it much here. Not since the 60s. But that willingness to give their lives for their people. Do you know how the Black Panthers came within the radar of white government in America? The Black Panther as a unit. They were feeding children. They were feeding children. They were giving them breakfast because our children were going to school hungry. And as they fed them, they were teaching them. That's why the white government in America came against the Black Panthers. That caught their attention. And eventually they killed them. And of course they had this black, they had several black collaborators. This is a wicked, wicked government. And they deserve everything that is coming to them. I'm looking at something in the chat. Keto. I so want to be on this live, but teaching our youth in a few. Oh, okay. God bless you. But you'll be able to play it back. You're in the home of the Black Panthers right now. Wow. I remember those days. Yes. Now I re okay. <laughs> Whoever wants to chime in, come in. So what impresses us? is when our men protect us and provide for us. It's those times of male protection when we love our African men the most. Because then they are giving back what we gave to them. 
Believe me, no African woman wants to share her bed with a coward. No. And we've always been proud to stand beside our men in military. That is an African tradition. I don't care how far back in African history you go. You find female warriors. You have female queens who are warrior queens. It's not anything unusual. It's common in African culture, but not in Caucasian culture. Because for a woman to demonstrate any kind of power, even if it's just social status, they see that as a threat. That's what was behind all the witch hunts. The witch hunts in Europe. They burned women for nothing. And those women were just healers. But they had status in society because they birthed the babies. They were the midwives. And they gave medical attention to everyone. So let me go on. We've always been proud to stand beside our men because hand in hand, together, hand in hand, together, our divine spirits, which are like none other on earth, when you combine us, female and male, they can conquer every challenge that life presents. This is the manner in which together we populated the entire earth. And this is how together we created the first cradle of civilization. And women played as much a part of that as men. This is how we combined our visions. Our visions, our intellects, our perspectives, and our talents, we combined them. We combined our spiritual capacities to be a force like no other on this earth. Fundamentally, why would African men not adore Africa? Why would African women not adore African men? We give birth to them. There are fathers, uncles, sons, cousins. However, we will not tolerate abuse. 
And that's just the bottom line. Those who try to intimidate us. Those who attempt to limit our human and God-given freedoms, abilities, and aspirations. African queen mothers want our sons. We want our sons to behave and to speak like civilized, noble princes. Have somebody. You know what it is to be noble, to be royal. And we see some of us calling ourselves queens. You ain't no queen. (laughs) Not when you've got your hole behind. Naked in front of a camera. You ain't no queen. Some calling themselves kings. When you're not even a good fisherman. Wearing clothes, pants that make your behind look like a chimpanzee wearing pants. <laughs> you have somebody who just joined you. Authentically me. Hello. Hi. I am truly enjoying tonight's show, so I had to chime in. I'm horrible at names, so can I just say Dr. A? You can call me Dr. A Day. Uh, what is it? A Day. You know, like Dr. A Day. Okay. I had to come on here and personally thank you because what I am hearing you say is how I speak to people. And I'm always criticized, and I needed somebody to show up to give me the authority to speak because I was thinking maybe the world wasn't ready to hear this, but no. You're showing me that they are, and for me to keep going and to not be afraid of the backlash and things. And when you say there are no schools teaching life and um, spirituality, the name of my school is Spirit International Academy because that is exactly what I do. Wonderful. And I just wanted to thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I didn't want to say much, but I had to thank you because you have just changed my life. Thank you, my dear. Yes, ma'am. Yes. There are there are many of you out there, and you're holding the line. Yes, we hold it. You are holding the line. Yes, ma'am. Until sanity returns to us yes it seems like it's taking its time but at the same time i see it happening and i'm very proud to see some type of movement we starting to come back into ourselves slowly yes we are Mm-hmm. and, and i've made a prediction that i i don't like it But I see it happening, and I know the prediction is correct. 
when it comes to us coming together, unifying, right? Coming together as African people right here in America, we no longer have communities. We just have neighborhoods yes. living together. Yes. But there is no sense of community, no way of sustaining ourselves and each other. The dollar doesn't even turn over once. So that tells you this is just a neighborhood, right? Yes. So there yes. is no unity. Everyone is going 10 different directions. Well, I'm not African. I'm this. I ain't African. I'm that. Uh, I, I'm something else. And I, I, I. It's insane. Can I share something with you? Sure. There's a segment of my school that I call the spirit of oneness, and it's an affirmation that we say. And I would like to say that if I can. It says, I am first frequency. I am one with the great spirit, and I am one with my ancestors. I am one with my brethren. I am one with the cosmos. I am one with nature. I am one with all elements. I commit to learning myself and knowing myself. I commit to doing any shadow work. I commit to moving within my purpose with spirit and truth because I am first frequency. And we have to all work and move within my school, within my space, within my presence with that as a true belief system. Praise God for you. Thank you so much. But I don't do it for everyone else like you. Now, how old are your students? They range from maybe 17 to, I say right now I have the oldest one is maybe early 30s. And the youngest one is 17? 17. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, and... And I talk to them like this, and, you know, I can't shake them. They want me to mentor them, and, you know, just they just need people like me. Not just me, but people like me. We have to show up and show out we because do. it's time. Yes, ma'am. We do. Mm -hmm. And the name of it is that at 17, it's late. Mm-hmm. I know. It I be, wish it should be from the cradle. Yes, ma'am. You know, we. I'm getting them as I can get them, and I wish I, I could get them younger. But That's right. I'm just thankful for the platform to be able to reach them at any age because um, they're going to help me reach out and reach others. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the older they get, the more rubbish has been put into their brains. They're like stones. So they have to get rid of all that in order to get to them. You've got to, you know, get rid of all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you get them from the cradle to six years old, what you teach them will never leave them. Never. 
Never. I wish. I apologize to my children who are in their 30s for not knowing earlier because I felt so guilty. And, you know, I can only hope that now they will believe the things that I am saying because I've already taught them otherwise. Yes, but now look at the grandchildren. I know. I'm so excited. Because <laughs> I have children now. Yes, and I have two that I'm going to go and spend some time with because they're just now returning from living overseas for four years. And I'm so excited to start whispering to them. Good. My... Yes, the ma'am. Earlier, the better. So yes. God bless you, my dear. Thank God you so much. And thanks to the host as well. I will be joining your channel. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yes. You too. Have a great night. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, in conclusion, <laughs> and we can talk. That's the conclusion on paper. Right. <laughs> it doesn't conclude this show. Because when I stop talking, then we, we can really have conversations with people who are in the chat. So I'm reminding you of these scientific facts that you can fact check on the Internet. I'm reminding you that African people have more, almost twice, as many DNA strands or DNA series than non-Africans. Those little folks, they are handicapped. And they have been busy imposing on us this lie that less is more. It ain't. What are the facts? Chimpanzees have five DNA strands or series. Europeans and Asians have six. Africans have nine. So remember that the scientists, white scientists, all agree that Africans by far have the greatest probability of genius than any other ethnic group or race of people on earth. And that's out of all 116 <laughs> groups of non-Africans. And these scientists were so upset and so surprised at their findings. You see, that's, our parents always told, told us, 
If you tell a lie long enough, you will begin to believe it. That's what's happened to these little fellows. They have told these lies for so long. And they have put stumbling blocks in the way of African achievement for so long that they started to believe it. They forgot that they had put all these stumbling blocks in place. And even then, we excel over them. And they wonder, how, why? In fact, they even wonder, why aren't they dead? D, it's all in, it's all in DNA. We should make up some T-shirts. <laughs> That's a good idea. I think I'll make up some T-shirts. <laughs> black ones. <laughs> oh, black. With gold lettering. It's all in the DNA. Lord, you're going to get some. And genius. It is all in the DNA. Front and back. Have two different messages. <laughs> messages. Oh, wow. Have them turning red. Yes. Now, I've been talking about the genetic aspect of being African. I haven't even started on the spiritual aspect of being African. That's another discussion for another day. But I want everyone to remember this. There is nothing greater on this earth than an African. Not just any old African. I'm talking about the ideal. The ones whose souls Almighty Mother God created to populate this earth To create civilization, to develop knowledge systems, to be able to connect spiritually with everything on this earth. There is nothing greater than being African. Sometimes I even think about our hair. Now, I admit, you know, I relax mine a little bit because I hate taking care of it. So I <laughs> need to relax it a little bit so I can do something with it, right? But think about that kinky, crispy, Nappy hair. Some of us with science, a scientific background, right, are looking into that hair 
Now I always lectured on our hair as being the way it is because we developed in the tropics. But not all Africans have kinky hair. A lot of it deals with climate on the continent, altitude, some other things, right? Remember, we have all this variation inside the African woman's mitochondrial DNA. Mitochondrial DNA is within the cells, and this is where you get your energy from, among other things, right? Getting back to hair. They are, the way I always lecture on it, because that is as far as I could go, is the tropics are hot. And kinky hair holds in the water. So when we sweat and the wind blows across the head, it's an automatic cooling system for the African head so that the brain does not get overheated. You know the way when you sweat? We have all felt that. And when the wind blows, it feels so nice. It cools off the head to protect the brain. Now, in the far north, they have straight hair. That's the norm for them. Why? Because they went through more than a thousand years of ice age. That's number one. Number two. Neanderthals and Denisovans have, they don't have kinky hair. <laughs> Let me put it that way, right? They have hair like, you know, some of the other animals. It's straight. Now these same people, these men, would have to go out and hunt these huge, dangerous animals because they're hunting the animals for food and the animals are looking at them as food. So that takes a lot of energy. You understand? And sweat, even in sub-Arctic temperatures, you sweat. If you exert enough energy, you're going to sweat. That's why we have sweat glands. But now if you've got kinky hair, your head is going to freeze because your head is holding that water close to the scalp. So for their survival, they need, excuse me, I'm still hiccuping or something. I need to eat. But with straight hair, when they sweat, the water is running down that hair, the strand of hair, right? It's not just sticking to the scalp. It's not being held in. So it helps to ensure survival. 
So these new scientists are looking at our kinky hair and saying that kinky hair might be, might function as what antennas to pick up signals <laughs> to pick up signals from outer space for example I don't know but it's a compelling thought because spirituality you know we get downloads There is nothing greater than an African. And I agree with Francis Cress Wilson. They don't hate us because we are African or black, whatever you want to call it. They hate us because they are not. Those little fellas, little you know what it means when a black person says yeah, Lil. <laughs> Those little little fellas. Not even little. They little. know deficits. And when they came from behind those glaciers, once those glaciers began to warm up and entrap you know, where they were entrapped. When they came out of those caves and came from behind those glaciers, they found us. Living large. Having language. Writing systems. Numbering systems, doing calculations. I'm just going to throw this in. It was African women who created the first calendar. That's an easy stretch to understand because women have monthly periods, monthly menstruations, right? So they began to count. And that's where the first monthly calendar came from. And here's just a little aside, right? When women live in the same proximity, like in the same apartment building, the same dorm building, they will all ministrate. <laughs> Synchronized. Synchronized, yeah. That's a spiritual thing. <laughs> they will all start on the same day. <laughs> Where if they lived apart, it could be a day before, a day after, depending on, you know, the waxing and the waning of the moon, right? <laughs> the moon brings it on. But some studies were done on college campuses and university campuses and they found that women living in a dormitory <laughs> like clockwork 
spiritual thing. Well, you know, the guys knew when to stay away to not get anybody pregnant then. Say again. The, 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 the gentleman who would sneak in at night with no one to stay away to not get anybody pregnant. Uh, <laughs> but then you have to remember, what is that old saying about? It's, it's something, help me to put it together. It's something about birth control. What do you call, okay, what do you call couples who use the natural rhythm method of birth control? The answer is parents. (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs> you can't depend on that rhythm method. You cannot. <laughs> you call them parents. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's oh <funny>. man. <laughs> so I'm leaving you with this. I'm ending <laughs> this lecture that I have done by saying that I love you. Beloved, I love you. And I'm leaving you with a prayer for for courage in the days to come. I know a lot of you like to read the Bible. So I have turned to Jeremiah Chapter 29, verses 11 through 14. And it reads like this. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me, and find me, And when you shall search for me with all your heart, and I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into Africa, the place whence I caused caused you to be carried away 
captives more than 400 years ago. That's God's promise to us. You see, beloved, Lance has even lectured on this. Life is like a classroom. As an educator, that's the way I put it. He put it in slightly different terms. He said the same thing. Life is a classroom. And as we grow and mature in life, and as we go through decades of experiences, a lot of those experiences are unhappy ones. But they are there intentionally because life is a classroom. So we go from one misfortune, one hurtful situation, one challenge to the next. And each time we pass one of these tests, it's like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the more you exercise faith and spirituality, the stronger it gets, the stronger your vibrations become, the more elevated you become spiritually. Your wisdom increases. So you go from one level of knowledge to another and another and another. And each one you pass sets you up for the next one that's harder. Until you get to the point where you become a chosen one. What does that mean? It means that you have been in this life as a return E over and over. Going to higher and higher levels of spirituality. Until you become like a captain, a general, a chosen one. What does that mean? And there are people in life that you recognize as being chosen ones. Like my brother Lance. Chosen ones. The generals, one star, two stars, three, four, five stars, transitioning and coming back and going higher and higher. These are the battle-seasoned ones, the ancestors that come back to do the job one more time. And one more time. And one more time. So in African spirituality and knowledge, we never die. God created this energy for us that is uniquely us.
And he sends us back time and time and time again. To help humanity. Once again. Once again. Once again. So we never die. Once that soul energy is created. It's here for eternity. And there was something that I showed everyone. Oh, where is the pin? I moved everything. I'll do it with my finger. I will show you something about African cosmology. When it comes to what we call, most people know us as um, reincarnation. In Africa, we don't call it reincarnation. We call it continuation. So it goes like this. No, let me get a pin. Let me physically show it to you. Yes. Now, hold on. I want something larger. <laughs> I'm going to draw something here. North, South, East, and West. Let me find the camera. Okay. You go. So North represents spirit. Where we originate from, spirit, north, in the heavenly realm. And we choose or we are given and accept, trying to get this camera thing right. No, you got it right. Okay. So we accept our divine destinies here in the heavenly realm and once we choose it our soul travels south and south represents rebirth not birth rebirth so you are born in that position as south the physical world. Okay. And then I didn't put any arrows. And when we are born, that is when our destiny path begins. So we hook around <laughs> to the right. 
from your perspective, right? Yep. And east represents life. Fire and life. And that horizontal line from east to west represents your destiny path. So you have to spend your lifetime doing what you were sent here to do. And west is the end of that destiny path in this lifetime or in a certain lifetime. So west, east is life and fire. West is death or transition, I should say. Transition and water. And then it doesn't end there. Then you hook around and you go back into the spirit realm until you decide to come back again. This camera is driving me crazy. Now, if you turn this to the side, you see what? You see a symbol? Infinity. This is the infinity symbol. We created the infinity symbol. We created the concept of infinity. Life everlasting. You go and you come. And you go and you come. And this is what we mean when we say that the ancestors are here among us. They return in order to get something done. And there is a lecture that I have not given. It has been on my mind to do this lecture for a good 15 years. I haven't done it yet. But it looks at ancestors. Those of us who are mixed up genetically, we also have these mixed bloodlines. And some of us are very fond of saying that we have these mixed bloodlines, right? Oh, I'm part Irish, I'm part Italian, I'm part whatever. But think about this spiritually. You have them in your ancestral line. Who is influencing you? Who is it influencing you? Messing with your mind. Some of us have our own slave masters influencing us. Carrying on, continuing 
in us, in our heads and hearts and minds, telling us, remember now, you're just an in. Remember, you're inferior. Remember, um, you're not beautiful because you're not Caucasian enough. It's the spirits of some of these wicked white ancestors that are speaking to us. If you have an ancestral table, you had better take care of that. Because those who are still in the spirit world still influence us if you allow them. Those of us who are African or black, whatever, you know that we have black relatives <laughs> that you you can't include them you know, in the ancestral lineup, you're too destructive. They were too destructive. They led nasty, violent lives, some of them. You can't let them be around you. You cannot. If you have cats, sometimes your cat will detect them and drive them out. Cats are very, very protective. They are very spiritual. And if you see them running around chasing something that you can't see, go and open a door, a window, or something so the cat can chase it out. But getting back to the subject of ancestors, that's why some of us just can't get out of this Caucasian matrix. They love it there. They are stuck. And when they are stuck, they're enslaved. And they have made slavery their comfort zone. So it accounts for some of us who are just willing collaborators. Malcolm X talked about it, right? He talked about the difference between house slaves and field slaves. The field slaves, they were, they were always rebellious. But the house slaves, usually were in the bloodline of the white slave master. So they were more light-skinned, more docile, more thankful because they ate better. They wore better clothes. They were able to keep themselves clean. They didn't do the hard labor that was forced upon the field slaves. And Malcolm made a joke out of it, and he said, when the slave master got sick, 
the house slave would sit down at the master's knee and ask, Massa, is we sick? Is we sick? And the field slave was thinking to himself or herself, yeah, your wicked behind is sick. And I hope you die. So there were these two different sentiments. And I have studied that. These two separate sentiments. That developed into ideologies that today we call either being an integrationist or a black nationalist. These two sentiments have grown up together since the time of the plantations. So be careful who is on your ancestors table be proud of your africanity raise elevate your african consciousness why because along with your african consciousness comes increased vibrations. Okay? Your vibrations are stronger. So that now, what is happening, and see, this is the last of that part that I wanted to share with you, but now we get back to this thing where white folks are trying to stay on this earth. They're trying to increase their longevity up to a hundred years or more. To do what? The universe has sped up. We are now in the fifth dimension. Decades and decades ago, we were only in the third dimension. What are those? Height, length, and depth. Now, you can throw in a fourth one for the fourth dimension, which is time, which is a mental construct. That human beings made up for our own convenience, okay? We are already in the fifth dimension. And this is why so many people are being taken off this earth. Young people even. Because their vibrations are so low. The universe is getting rid of them. If you're into taking a lot of these scriptures as being fact, 
your vibrations are low. And the worst is yet to come. The fifth dimension deals with the spiritual. And anyone who is caught in that kind of, of material reality can't make it. You can't. Almighty God is the ultimate scientist. This is why we've got all these planets and stars and everything is in motion, but nothing is bumping into each other. Well, occasionally some satellites or something like that. But the, the universe. Now, it's time to get into something else. The universe itself is black. There is no light shining out there. Even some of the planets and stars that give off light, they are so far apart. And the fact that the atmosphere out there is not conducive to light shining like that. We can see something on Earth, but the universe is black. The inner, and the universe, since it is black, since it is black, because it is black, it is filled with powerful energy. Everything black is imbued with energy and power. Like us. Not like them. They ain't got nothing. You know the name of the cereal? Nothing, honey. So we've got to come to ourselves. Come out of this matrix. We are still enslaved. Because... We refuse to fight back. And it was that new president, that young man, 34 years old, Abraham Traore. What did he say? I don't know if I can quote him. I wasn't expecting to do so. But he said something like, Any slave that refuses to fight against, I'm paraphrasing, any slave that refuses to fight against his enslavement is not worth pity. So, what are we doing? What are we thinking? We've got to change ourselves. We have spent too much time trying to change folks who will never change. It is not in their nature to become humanized. 
it's not. And now the table has turned. Oh, I'm doing it the wrong way. <laughs> Horizontally, right? The table has turned. Horizontally. And now we have come to the time in human history that it is their time to suffer. And they are not fortified as much as we are with the genetic material necessary to survive it. The sun alone is making them drop like flies. But black folks, we are comfortable. They developed in an Arctic region. We developed as the original human beings. We developed in the tropics. So everything about us means that we look the way we look for survival in the tropics. They are just the opposite. So now we get into the fifth dimension. They have the only culture on the face of the earth that has a material worldview. I showed it to you. Spirit has no reality in this patriarchy. Everything is about the physical. And now, the universe has evolved. It's more spiritual. How are they going to survive? The vibrations of the universe and the earth sped up a long time ago. Something happened, and it just took their ancestors out. The only reason that they are still alive, the pink people, is because there was crossbreeding with African people, and sometimes Native Americans too. But then the Native Americans started off as African people. It was when Asians, you know, a very long time ago, when Asians were crossing the Bering Strait, coming in from East Asia. And they began to crossbreed with the Africans that are here. The entire earth started off as being populated only with Africans. Google it. You will see. Lance, do we want to open up the line? Yes, we had some people in, but they left. And um, uh -oh. still here. 
Okay. Well, do you want to keep going? Well, I gotta kind of get up a little early in the morning. And okay. We'll back on Friday, right? So, I think it'll be a good time to um, only because very good. How know? long have we been at it? Uh, five hours and twenty-four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only because I'm expecting somebody to crack a door. You know, when they come for work, they come like really early, like five thirty, six o'clock, six thirty. Five hours. Five hours, really? Oh, but yeah, five twenty-four. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, this is a good time to end. Not that I wanted to. And uh, I am doing a lecture in Cleveland, November the 5th, on the fifth dimension. Hold on. Let me show you the flyer. I've been advertising it, too. I believe I sent you a copy of the flyer, didn't I? Yeah, I've been advertising it on social media. Okay, can you see this? Oh, let me open the screen up again here. Hold on. Yeah. Here it is. I have it in the community chat, everybody, if you want to see it. It's, okay. It's kind of, I'm having like about 10 videos after that, but if you scroll down in the community community uh, section of the YouTube channel, you'll see okay. it there. So for those of you in Cleveland, the title is The Challenge of Fifth Dimension Spiritual Change. The challenge. And it's a big challenge. And it's the reason many people, so many people, are just being taken off this earth. Just, it's just going. And uh, the more them folks kill us, what it's doing is it is they're killing themselves. So they are going even faster. For those that are watching, you need to sort of pass that information on. You're not paying attention to what the universe is doing. The more you kill us, the faster you're dying. <laughs> you can't have babies. And even if you live if if you live longer, you won't be making any babies with your old behinds. It's not only in America, it's worldwide. When I did the research, it's worldwide. And by the way, I'm going to send you something else. You can't really see this. I will send it to you, Lance. Okay. But this is a big study, a population study. The title is 
if I give you the title, if I give people the title, they can find it. This is the title. Population Pyramids Population Pyramids of the World Population Pyramids of the World From 1950 to 2100. You're going to be blown away. If I need to re repeat it, someone let me know. If I need to repeat it. And what they have done is a worldwide study, population study, that looks dire. It just looks dire for everyone except Africans. So it isn't Caucasians. Well, when you look at the word Caucasian, right, you're looking at people who come from Eurasia. Europe is just a small appendage hanging off the west coast of Asia. So those from Western Asia that grew up around the Caucasus Mountains were cross-breeding with Neanderthals, those Africans that were migrating and settling. They got caught up there in that ice age for more than a thousand years, right? So the Neanderthals have one physical, they are one physical type, one phenotype. And they were found in Western Asia or Eurasia. As you travel east, then you start running into a different population, Denisovans, D-E-N-I-S-O-V. A-N-S, Denisovans. They were a different phenotype. So, crossbreeding with them brought offspring that looked completely different. That's why Asians look different from Europeans. Because Neanderthals look different from Denisovans. So in the eastern part of the world, the Denisovans were having mixed offsprings, and on the western part, something different, okay? And when you look at the word Caucasian, 
you're talking about what we call white people, right? Came from around the Caucasus Mountains up there near Russia. So, ca, k, <laughs> like Caucasus, Caucasians. <laughs> the Caucasus plus the Asians. So that represents the, those populations. Right? Okay. So when I started doing the research from this population data, it isn't just the folks from the Caucasus Mountains. It's all the non-Africans from that region, from that continent. Eurasia. It's all of them. The only ones whose populations are growing, and I'm talking, when I say growing, it's like busting out. The only ones with population growth are Africans. And now, they're having nine children at one time. My Lord. So, we're in the fifth dimension. Everything has sped up. And if we're going to stay on this planet as black folks, we've got to change. Or else it's going to be bye-bye birdie. And a lot of our young people are just leaving here. Now, some of that, I understand, is because of, well, I'll get into trouble. So I can't say what I really want to say on Lance's show. I don't want him to get canceled or something. But uh, a lot of things that are being taken into the body uh, are taking us out. Yeah. So the fifth dimension is here. And we've got to be cognizant of it. And in order to survive, we've got to come out of that European, Caucasian material box. The vibrations are too low. And one reason the vibrations are so low is it's built on ignorance. You cannot believe in the reality of these things that they claim are both real and true. These are just beliefs that they have put on us. Okay? That are against the laws of the universe against the um, principles of the cosmos, against even the laws of nature. So if you're in, if you're stuck there, wow! I don't know what's going to happen to you. And you see, there are other beings 
far more advanced than we are. And they are trying to make contact. Some of the knowledge downloads that we get, we're not sure what, where some of these ideas and some of this knowledge comes from. We're not sure. Inventions. Something is just dumped in your head and you say, wow, that looks interesting. But then it stays there and then you begin to act on it and you make an invention that advances civilization, makes life better on earth. We can, we are getting information from different places spiritually. Not just the ancestors, not just the deities that we call or consider as angels, not just from Almighty God, but other dimension, other other beings, other planets that are more advanced than we are. So I am going to stop right here. So that Lance can get some rest. I don't know when you go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a vampire, right? (laughs) I'm going to stop (laughs) right here. (laughs) Beloveds, it is you. I have other delicious stuff. I want you guys to get from Lance or from me this packet of illustrations, things like that, so that when we discuss issues, then you can look at those charts and those illustrations and and all of that. And you have the vocabulary. You have the conceptual understanding that you need, first of all, to unwash your brain. So it's a tool. It's a weapon. It's a tool for coming out of that patriot. Out of that racist box. Okay? And it is a weapon against what they are trying to do to our children. As soon as your kids are born. The sooner the better you can start teaching them. From these basic fundamental facts about who we are and who they are. And it's easy to back it up with history. It's easy. They've done it all for us. They've done the work. (laughs) Now we can reap the benefits. (laughs) I love it. Wow. (laughs) They've done, they've done the work. And now we can reap the benefits 
improving and bringing forth evidence that they are who we say they are. They cannot, it is irrefutable. They can't get around it. And no matter how, they now want to, you know, they haven't repented. They're just giving some lip service to, you know, <laughs> some lip, lip service apologies. Or, well, we're sorry. Okay, you're sorry. Fine. <clears throat> but you still got to pay. And I feel seriously, I feel sorry for them little folks because they can't stand it. They cannot take even half of what they have put on us. And they are now in a position, now that the tables have turned, you already see them having to beg Africans for their mineral resources. They can't live without them. They never had them. And they're so wicked. And we are so generous. All they had to do was ask. All they had to do was say, to us, you have things that we need to survive. Will you share them? And see, they never had anything to trade. And they're so wicked and violent, they figured they've got what we want. They've got what we need. We don't even need to ask. We will just go and take not only will we take it, we will take their people. Everything they have will make it comfortable for us. Okay. Okay. But now, you've got to face the consequences. All right, you guys. I love you. We love you too. <laughs> Bye, beloved. Yes, yes. Looking forward to seeing you very soon. And we're going to get this stuff off. We have a consistent amount of people who have been listening for the last few hours in this wonderful show. The How many is, are in the chat? Right now on the show at 92, and in the actual chat talking, I couldn't tell you. There's no number there, but it's 92 okay. to watch to 100, over 100 consistently, so I'm okay. going to get a lot of feedback. So, what I want and I'm, to saying do, to, I'm saying to our viewing audience, let us know if you want to have a show where you guys, where we open the mics and just talk, let us know. Because that's going to be a very interesting show, especially, I can't emphasize this more, please, get that packet of charts from Lance, so that as we discuss issues, 
you can look at a particular chart and we can begin to run that thing down. And the more of us that are in on the conversation, that means we've got different perspectives coming. So we are even teaching each other. So that is a show that I'm looking forward to. And I, I would like to see it as something like a teach-in, right? A teach-in where we are teaching each other from our own individual perspectives, putting them together, analyzing, verifying. You understand? I have given you a set of tools and weapons. Now is your chance to use them. And I think that when you start using them, man, this channel is going to really catch on fire. And you will have this knowledge, shared knowledge, shared knowledge to then pass on to your children and your grandchildren. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you, too. I want everybody to go to your channel and subscribe on the banner. It's spelled out that way on the bottom. It may not have the dot after doctor, but everything is there. Go to YouTube, search that name, and subscribe to Dr. Ade's channel. And everybody have a wonderful, wonderful night. Thank you so much. God you. bless you. Thank you, doctor. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God, and our religion? Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly that before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. 
Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took jute, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So, my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. Nile River, we were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. We wore silk and robes, it was a gold. We were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told. Now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door. So, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven, black man hell. When the white man came to America, he told the Indian, I am your white brother. He said, Red man, I'll treat you the best. Yet until he pushed the Indian further west. With his white woman and fire water Tricks and lies he stole America The original owner of this nation Is cooped up on a reservation So my friend it's easy to tell White man heaven, black man hell Someone to work the land His back was too weak He needed you black man So he commissioned Sir John Hawkins To commit the worst Most grievous sin To take a man Who's born to be free And bring him down Slavery Sell a man As merchandise On his body Put a price. Oh, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is a black man hell.